Something shadowy moved down the corridor. Shalon gave chase, lips drawn to a sneer, letting stormlight rise from her skin and illuminate her surroundings. As she ran, she pulled a string from her pocket and tied her hair back, becoming radiant. Radiant would know what to do if she caught this person. Can a person look that much like a shadow? Heroes of presents The Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 3, Oathbringer. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 25 and 26 of Oathbringer. If you haven't caught up on your reading yet or you've picked the wrong episode, make sure that you go back and do those two things. We wouldn't want you to get spoiled. And also, enjoy the episode. Yeah, it was a short one. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he's not a man. He is judgment. It's Jack. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Uh, did Dalinar go full um, Robert Pattinson Batman? I am judgment. Yes, yeah, I am. I am judgment. I'm, I mean, I'm. I meant to say Batman. <laughs> yeah, I forgot my own name. Sorry, yeah. dude. Yeah these these two chapters are pretty cool. Yo, Blackthorn Unleashed, bro. Blackthorn Unleashed. It sounds bro. like a video game, dude. Like. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I it's it's unnerving. Yeah. Of course. Because it is. it's unnerving like but dude, it, it's just it is it is <laughs> I don't know I don't know what the deal is, but it's just constantly um with the characters that you read about, mm-hmm. you're just reminded about how despicable they have been. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like even 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 the the high prince that he fought. Mm-hmm. He's not innocent. No, Kalinor. No, like, Kalinor's an there, asshole, no, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a really interesting experience, I guess. I would say, yeah. like, finding out about these characters. It's, it's. It reminds me of when I first um, watched um, Ga- uh, Game of Thrones, mm. and you and I talked about this about how Jamie Lannister. You know, how could they take this person? who in the very first episode of the show is attempting to kill a kid and and fucking his own sister and <laughs> yes and there's yeah. that little detail there's don't forget um, that we we, we th- like to gloss not, over this but <laughs> yeah i was i was going to skip it but i'm glad you uh you 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 did the dirty work for me yep um yes and then of course as you get to know the character you're thinking about other things you're you like, like you, you're you you end up liking him, and and even though you end up liking him, and then he does something despicable again, like killing one of his own cousins, right? Yeah, Kevin Lannister. You, but yeah, but yet you you start to like him, so it's that I find is a very conflicting thing. I, I think we should. Can we can make it? Can we make a decision right now that anytime mm. we talk about the cousin, the uh, uh, Lannister <laughs> cousin, we call him Kevin McLannister? 
So Kevin that's, McLannister? It's a little bit like Kevin McAllister. <laughs> Kevin but it's, McAllister. It's Kevin McLannister. <laughs> just so that, you know. Kevin! Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So you're, okay, you're well, right, though. There, this, this story is full of redemption. And, um, but is it, though? That's the thing. Yeah. Can you come back? Can you? Can you come back from almost killing your brother on the battlefield? I don't know, bro. Like he was, dude. dude he was he gonna was kill everybody. It. I thought. Well, again, imagine being a first-time reader again. I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew that Galinar had survived, right. or yeah. So, 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 or sorry, Gavilar. Um, so, I guess I I knew that there was no real threat, right? But but at the same time, I thought, well, is he is he gonna just like beat his brother into the ground mm-hmm. right now? Mm-hmm. Or and actually, I expected him to turn on his own men. Right, he, he in did. that bloodlust, he did. Well, yeah, there's he did. there's there there's some colon blue at his feet too when he comes out of it. So he killed yeah, some of those true. men, yeah. And they, and it says that they they died by him because of the way they their eyes were burned out. Yeah, that's right. Eh? Yeah, he does kill some of I, his own men, bro. I don't think I thought about it's Kadash that at that that's like when he came out. Talonar, Blackthorn, like he's it's Kadash. Yeah, Kadash. So that's it gives gives a little bit of a different flavor to the relationship he has with Kadash yes. now, where Kadash yeah, is like, yeah. I remember who you were. Don't try to be all high and mighty mm-hmm. now. I know who you were. You were the dude who killed his own men on the battlefield and then almost killed his brother. Now. I don't know if Kadash really knows that, but, um, but yeah, it's, Dude, uh, this is so much to take. I, I didn't really even think about that, to be honest. Yeah. I, I only read it the once. Right. And I didn't think about that. Well, you'll get to reread Damn. it, uh, and, uh we'll, you know, we'll, during this we'll, episode. We'll, so we'll, you'll we'll cover it yeah, again. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll pay Please. attention more, right? We'll pay a little <laughs> more attention to it. <laughs> I've got to pay attention. No, more. no, no, I not do. you. I said, we'll pay more attention to, oh, we'll pay yeah, more yeah, attention. We, okay. We go through it. Yeah. That's, that's fair. That sounds much better than pay attention more. Pay attention, please. Yeah. Uh, chapter 25, The Girl Who Looked Up. Mm-hmm. So- This is cool. What tell, before we get, get into this, just quickly here, um, mm-hmm. what, how do you feel about Shalon being the one who tells us a story and not Wit? Normally mm-hmm. it's Wit that tells us a story, right? Mm-hmm. Wander Sail, uh, Fleet. Fleet. And mm-hmm. now, The Girl Who Looked Up, but this is- this is Shalon telling us the story. This is Shalon telling it, yeah. Yeah. And not just telling us, dude. She's making the play happen on stage in front of us with Stormlight. And she's cast all right. these people she knows, all the people she's already drawn, because that's how mm-hmm. her power works, right? Mm-hmm. So she's put like Polona as a starring role. And, you know, this little girl she drew one time as a starring role. And mm-hmm. so like Kaladin's in there and Adolin's in there and all the people she knows are all in this play. And she's and literally, using all the she's a director up, yeah. right now. She's literally mm-hmm. Francis Ford. Um, I don't, I don't have a funny well, last name. So, or she's Sophia Coppola. She's totally Sophia Coppola. Yeah. This is, <laughs> sorry that my joke was lost in translation there. Sorry. Did you sorry. forget the, was it the virgin suicides? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. How amazing is that? Mm-hmm. The ability to just do that. Yeah. Well, again, it gets even more confusing, right? Right. Like. What's real? Anyways. Yeah. What's real? Yeah. That's, that's where I immediately went when this was happening. But I was also uh, enjoying that, that her art from sketching mm-hmm. is now in its highest form. Because uh, often it's said about film, let's say, is that it's high art because right. it's combining all 
forms of art right. to make one to make one thing. Mm-hmm. Light, sound, right? all that stuff. Yeah, right. So, so it's kind of like she's coming into like into being. Yeah, with being able to do this in this way. I, I and again, it's a, it's another it's another way of using stormlight that I didn't really think was possible. Yeah, I think that's that's the big revelation so here. Exciting. I think is that Shalon can literally Shalon is going to direct Dune too. Like this, when it comes out, it's gonna be, <laughs> it'll be a Shalon Devar joint. That's what it's going to be. A Shalon Devar joint. Nice. Yeah. Um, actually, to be honest with you, I think my highlight of this chapter Hold is Hold on, highlight the before we even cover anything? I love this. Well, we've done that before. Yeah, we've yeah, done that I before. like it. But like, but, but it's, it's, I don't know, like, it, like the theater is a big thing to me. I've got a few other highlights, but I really enjoyed imagining this like ruin. Mm-hmm coming alive again yeah with with stormlight it yeah. just it was very i don't know it was it was wonderful to imagine it's it's great i love it it's one mm-hmm. of my my favorite parts of the book it's awesome well it begins with uh so this is chapter 25 mm-hmm. again the girl who looked up i will confess my murders before you most painfully i have killed someone who loved me dearly mm-hmm. so again the author of oathbringer Confess my murders. Most painfully, I've killed someone who loved me dearly. I mean, I'm leaning with this as I'm leaning towards uh, Dalinar. Mm -hmm. Confess to your murders. It's not that you have fallen soldiers around you, Dalinar. You have committed murders. That's what this high prince that he was up against in this book or in these two chapters was saying to him. Yeah, he was accusing you. You have committed your murders too. Right. You need to admit to them. Right. Right. So for me, that increases the probability of the author being Dalinar to me. I do. I do love how Sanderson is able to, from one preface to another, back and forth from these little epigraphs, kind of keep Mm. us guessing because there are some of these that we've read that we're like, oh, that's clearly Yasna, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I I just really love the way that he's doing this. He does that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we start off uh, the tower of Urathiru was a skeleton. And these strata beneath Shalon's fingers were like veins that wrapped the bones, dividing and spreading across the entire body. But what did these veins carry? It wasn't blood. Mm-hmm. Shalon slid through the corridors on the third level in the bowels away from civilization, passing through doorways and without doors and rooms without occupants. These hallways had never seen the sun. That's mm-hmm. interesting. No, no light. Right. She's in a very dark place. Yeah, it's, and sh- she personally is. Right. Right. She, she provides the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was a place of eternal stillness, and men could no longer conquer it more than Kremlings could claim to have conquered the boulder that they hid beneath. <laughs> I like that. It's a reminder of how small men... See, that's, that's another thing that I keep thinking is maybe all of these individuals, these these cultures, these people, mm-hmm. what a small role they might end up playing in all of this. Right. Like they're the Kremlings. Mm-hmm. We've kind of talked about this whole thing that <clears throat> Sanderson's done, which is like, you know, zoom out. Right. Right. You know, right. we were so centered on the Shattered Plains in the first book, and then we zoom out just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then Shalon mm-hmm. is like in the Frostlands approaching 
you know what I mean? And then these interludes give us these tiny little looks in all these different places. And like we, mm-hmm. in this book, we've zoomed out again because now Kaladin isn't, you know, in the um, nation of Alfkar where he was in his hometown and he's traveling with these parchment. And now we're in Urethiru. So we've zoomed out again. We were, we're, ha- we're like seeing this larger view of Roshar. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, not to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but you do know about the, 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 the Cosmere. term Cosmere. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, so like that. there's like a, a, another layer of zooming out there that you haven't mm-hmm. done yet. You know no, what I mean? And so that's, I'm really curious as to when that term comes into play and does it come into play in Stormlight? Um, do you, you've read the term, you've read the word Cosmere already in, in, in an epigraph. Stormlight? Yeah. In an epigraph. Um, remember in the first book, there was a letter and there was a letter written from one person to another person. Mm -hmm. And then in the second book, there was a letter written from that person back to the other person again, like a response letter in that first letter in way, a way of Kings. The first person who wrote the letter said the words, uh, wrote the words Cosmere. I'd like to revisit that. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's neat. Yeah, it's neat. Um, Okay, so uh, back to this. Shallan defied Dalinar's orders that all were to travel in pairs. I love that. She just, you know. She's a rebel. She's got to go her own way. She doesn't, have a, uh, she doesn't have a mohawk, but she's a punk rocker for sure. No, she she does whatever rocker. she wants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's a curly haired punk We should rocker. call her Sheena. Sheena's a punk rocker. <laughs> she, well, Sheena is. She, she is a punk rocker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Her satchel and safe pouch were stuffed with new spheres, recharged. She was as safe as a person could be, so long as she had that light. Yeah, so she so she was glad. Mm-hmm. She felt gluttonous carrying so many around, but again, it must be nice to be restocked. Right. right. Well, they went through such so, a long period of time without any, really, and like, you know, hoarding mm-hmm. it all, and so now it's just like opulent, right? Mm-hmm. She wore Vale's clothing, but not yet her face. She wasn't truly exploring, though she did make a mental map. She just wanted to be in this place, sensing it. It could not be comprehended, but perhaps it could be felt. Mm-hmm. I like that little bit too. Me too. Me too. She's... Maybe Urethir was not a place you can capture in the conventional ways that you have been doing. You need to feel this one maybe. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yasna had spent years hunting for this mythical city and the information that she assumed it would hold. Navani spoke of the ancient technology she was sure this place must contain. So far, she'd been disappointed. She'd cooed over the oath gates and had been impressed by the system of the lifts, but that was it. No majestic fabrials from the past, no, no diagrams explaining lost technology, no books or writings at all, just dust. Right. What do you make of that? just dust um what do you make of yasna being wrong yeah or um, i mean if she were here would she be disappointed i think she might be because i think like shalon's saying she expected for this place to have so many answers and it's not even that they found uh, like a library and there were no answers in there they haven't found anything not yet. There's still many rooms to be explored. For sure. But what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is that like, it's not like you, you know, you went to, um, the great library in Alexandria and you're looking for secrets and you found the library, but there wasn't really that much 
that you didn't already have copies of in the Greek and the Roman and the Turkish libraries that had already existed. There wasn't any new mm-hmm. information there. Sure. You know, it's not like she got here and was all like, oh, you know what? I have a lot of this stuff already that we got from the Vale in uh, Carbranth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's literally, they haven't found any books, any records, nothing, no scrolls, no nothing. I've got to, I've got to believe in my girl, Yasna. Okay. All right. All right. And what I'll believe in, what I'll believe in is that there's information here. They don't know where to find it yet. Right. That's cool. I believe in the information that it, that it's here. Well, there's so much to discover about Urethira. Like you said, there's so many more rooms. There's so much stuff to discover. So maybe it's either that, or it's that, that this place has been claimed. Meaning erosion, ruin, It had decay. already been found and all the, the records are already gone the and all tech, that stuff. It's gone. Yeah, that's a good Erased. guess too, I think. Because you, you, we don't know anything. We don't know anything about this place yet. So. Yeah. Well, you've seen those shows where it says like, how long would, would, would our evidence of being here last if right. Mother Nature took over, right? Mm-hmm. Happens pretty quickly. Yeah. For sure. So, anyway. Um... Okay, no books are writing at all, just dust. Okay, and darkness. Oh, I thought, I, I, I was wondering if that might be an interesting title. Just dust and darkness. Mm-hmm. That's what she finds here. Yeah. But it's not, all, it's not all that she finds here. Shalon thought, pausing in a circular chamber with corridors, splitting out in sev- seven different directions, she had felt the wrongness Marais was speaking of this place was wrong that's true marais did say that as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. she'd felt at the moment she'd tried to draw this place ah there's a little connection between her and marais yeah they felt this place was wrong mm-hmm. yeah we kind of knew that because when he asks her that question we we know as her like you know read the readers of the book we know that she's mm-hmm. definitely had a hard time drawing it and that and for her feels wrong that's why she had to feel it that's why she's out here just walking around is try to, you can't figure it out. Let's just try to feel it. Do we know Marais has power? We don't really know. He hasn't shown us anything yet. If he has, but any, I'm, I'm just he has drawing... anything, he, he hasn't shown us anything other than just, you know, smart mouth and um, full of knowledge. He hasn't shown any kind of um, surge binding or, or anything like that. So, Okay. But there appears to be a connection with the two of them feeling mm-hmm. this place. Mm-hmm. Urethira was like the impossible geometries of patterns shape. It was invisible yet grating like a discordant sound. She picked a direction at random and continued, finding herself in a corridor narrow enough that she could just brush both walls with her fingers. The strata had an emerald cast here, an alien color. I thought that was an interesting word too. Mm-hmm. Alien. Yeah. Is that a clue, do you think? Um, why, why say? would it, that, I don't, I don't understand why, why do you think it's a clue? Well, well, a clue that, you know, that this place could be alien. Like, ima- okay, imagine that this exploration of Urethiru mm-hmm. is like how the characters were explored, were first exploring the derelict spacecraft in, um, 1979's Alien. Okay, I see what you're saying. That this could co- literally come like, from a different world. Like this is alien. Like you're looking well, at a Gygax painting. This uh, doesn't make sense. This is. Uh, I think. I think you y- might be onto something a little bit because 
the Urthir was built in such a different time that it might as well come from a different world. Like so long ago in, a, in an mm-hmm. epoch, an age full of, of high magic and mastery over the elements and all that stuff mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Um, it looks alien to her because it's so foreign. Like she didn't, you know what I mean? She has nothing to compare it to. So yeah, I, I, I see what you're getting at. But you're saying more, is it an actual clue of something otherworldly? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has that feel. Actually, when 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 you just said that with regards to, I forget what you said just a moment ago, but it had it gave me a thought like, like, um, because this this world of Roshar has, you know, powers and magic, it seemed to be like a transitory world in between, let's say, like, you know, like a Tolkien D and D sort of setting, heading up into like other other um other worlds where there's an increase in technology or a loss of a loss of fantasy or something there like there that. is definitely evidence of that because when <clears throat> we see you think well when we see uh uh the vision of of get dalinar in, in one of those visions he is in the shoes of someone who is in like the bronze age of technology the way he's dressed and his the weapons and all that stuff it is like you know, ancient technologies and like, it's possible Mm. that these desolations, they smack down any progress that these civilizations make. So they build up their tech, they build up their social and and all that stuff. And then then the desolation comes and smacks them back down to like an ancient civilization kind of thing, right? Where they've lost a lot of the stuff they learned. That's why when Talon comes, Talon's like, I know you've forgotten a lot of the stuff that you you know how to do. Here is a list of all the things that you can do. Remember he made that, he would say that list. So- Mm. The heralds are supposed to help with that to be able to fight the desolations because they've probably forgotten anything important because the last desolation knocked them back so far in their development that they, right. like they're, they're just like ancient now, right? Hmm. So the problem could be the lack of development. It could be. Like that's, that's the problem. It's, with- that's, that's actually my, I mean, this is, we're going to trail off a little bit here. We already have, but yeah. I've always said that about the Star Wars galaxy. The Star Wars galaxy can never get past where it is technologically because, you know, they, they start building stuff up and the, with the, you know, the Jedi in charge or the, the you know, the, the Republic in charge and then the Sith come yep. along and smash that. And then they right. are in charge for a little the while conflict. and then, the, yeah, back and forth, back and forth. No side can ever get a stranglehold on the galaxy long enough for them to, because they're stuck in the same, I mean, they've been at the same technological level for thousands of years, right? So. Mm-hmm. You might even just want to call it like a perpetual war, like something like Star Wars. Like it's just <laughs> like it's just a war that up in the in, stars, in in the stars, right? Yeah. Like right or, in like an, a supernova, like a, just a war, <laughs> a nova war. <laughs> All right, so okay, well that's a lot of big stuff to talk about, yeah. but uh, but just little things I've been thinking about. A mm-hmm. um, hundred shades of wrongness. I like that title too. Mm-hmm. A hundred shades of wrong, alien color, hundred shades of wrongness, of wrongness. She passed several small rooms, entering a much larger chamber, holding a diamond brome high for light, revealing that she was on a raised portion, at the front of a large room with curving walls and rows of stone. Were these benches? Mm-hmm. It's a theater. 
and I've walked out onto the stage. There's a balcony above. Rooms like this struck her with their humanity. Everything else about this place was so empty and arid. Their endless rooms, corridors, and caverns, floors strewn with only the occasional bit of civilization's detritus, like rusted hinges on an old boots buckle. Decay spren huddled like barnacles on ancient doors. Yeah, that's kind of the feel I like. Mm -hmm. Decay spren is here. It's it's taking it all away. Like the information is being erased. Right. Right. There, there was something there, but we're quickly losing it through time. Right. I love finding this theater though. This Me is too, really man. cool. I really love it too. A theater was more real. Yeah. It, you know what? It, it is. Mm-hmm. This is, I have to admit, this theater feels the most tactile it, or. It feels like normal. You, you can connect. Yeah. Yeah. You can connect. It's not so wrong. Right. 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 More alive, despite the span of the, of the epochs, she stepped into the center and twirled about, letting Vale's coat flare around her. I always imagined being up on one of these. When I was a child, becoming a player seemed the grandest job. To get away from home and travel to new places, to not have to be myself for at least a brief time each day. She wanted to be an actor. These, um... <laughs> These italics thoughts that come up uh, in this book are, are always really harsh. Like mm-hmm. she's really hard on herself, man. Like, geez. Yeah. Well, she's, she's carrying a huge bridge. Yeah. You and know, that's what it's like. Slivers in her shoulder and. Well, I mean, geez. It, yeah. <laughs> like a, like, like a lot of us can relate, right? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. We're all, we're all. I of... definitely can relate to having a theater change my mood mm-hmm. yeah finding theater and, and like musical and all that stuff in high school was was amazing for me had a lot of friends mm-hmm. it was great everything was great but i didn't really feel like i had found anything for me until i found the theater so that's cool bro yeah um pattern hums and says what is it oh it's a stage for concerts or plays Plays, he asks. Oh, you'd like them, she says. People in a group each pretend to be someone different, and they tell a story together. I think she's describing Dungeons and Dragons. She really is. (laughs) um, The audience out here watches. Pattern hovers in the center of the stage like a soloist. Ah, he says, a group lie. I love imagining pattern be the soloist like stepping out front i just love this so much yeah a wonderful wonderful lie shallan said settling on onto a bench veil satchel beside her i like how it's veil satchel too Mm -hmm. it's not hers yeah yeah a time when people all imagine together i wish i could see one pattern says i could understand people mm, through the lies they want to be told well I think Shalon has found her first audience. Yeah, I love this, man. I love This is her entertaining pattern. pattern. Yeah, and I love how she's like, oh, you would love plays, actually. Yeah. Because it's everything that he loves. He loves the mixture of lie and truth together. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. They could be telling num, num, a num, true num, tale, num. but they're all lying <laughs> because they're not. Num, 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 yeah. Num, 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 yeah, he, he's eating them up. Yeah. yeah. He loves this. This is, this is, is the, these are his chicken fingers. Um, 
Shalon closed her eyes, smiling, remembering the last time she'd seen a play at her father's, a traveling children's troupe come to a entertainer. She'd taken memories for her collection, but of course, that was now lost at the bottom of the ocean. The girl who looked up, she whispers. What? Pattern asks. Shalon opened her eyes and breathed out stormlight. She hadn't sketched this particular scene, so she used what she had what she had handy. A drawing she'd done of a young child in the market. Bright and happy, too young to cover her safe hand. The girl appeared from the stormlight and scampered up the steps, and then bowed to pattern. Dude, this is amazing. Awesome. I love this. Mm-hmm. It's just... There was a girl, Shalon says. This was before storms, it was before memories, and before legends. But there was still a girl. She wore a long scarf to blow in the wind. Ah, there's our wind. Mm-hmm. A vibrant red scarf grew around the girl's neck, twin tails extending far behind her and flapping in a phantom wind. The players had made the scarf hang behind the girl, using strings from above it had seemed so real. The girl in the scarf played and danced, Shalon continues, as girls do today. In fact, things were the same then as they are today, except for one big difference. The wall. Mm-hmm. What do you make of this? I, I just, I love the red scarf. It's just like, kind of like, um, oversized scarf, just flying in the wind. Little girl, mm-hmm. giant scarf. Like, I just really love mm-hmm. it. I just, the, the, all the visuals are great. Mm-hmm. Um, Shalon drained an indulgent number of spheres, sprinkled the floor of the stage with grass and vines, like from her homeland. Dude, this is when I was like starting to imagine it in my mind yeah. with what she was doing. And I like the appearance of the girl was really cool. Mm-hmm. But once the, once the grass started to form, I thought, oh, now I know what she's doing. She's compositing a, like a three dimensional, right? Like image she's making in front a movie. Of, it's amazing. Yeah. It's really, really cool. She's the director, she's the producer, and she's also the graphics department. <laughs> yeah. It's. Yeah. It, <laughs> She'll win all the Oscars. She'll win. Yeah. Well, let's, let's give them to her. Um, okay. Grass vines from her homeland. A wall grew as Shalon had imagined it. It was a high and terrible wall stretching toward the moons, blocking the sky, throwing everything around the girl into shadow. And the girl stepped toward it, looking up. You see, in those days, a wall kept out the storms. It had existed for so long, nobody knew how it had been built. That did not bother them. Why wonder when the mountains began, or why the sky was high? These these things were, so the wall was. So like these things were, so the wall was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you sort of say, well, it, the wall exists. It is, yeah. It must have great purpose, which they're claiming it does in the story. Mm-hmm. It combats the storms. Yeah. The girl danced in the shadow. That's an interesting image too. Mm-hmm. Dancing in a shadow. And others, and other people sprang up from Shalon's light. Each was a person from one of her sketches. Vatha, Gaz, Polona, Sibariel. They worked as farmers or washwomen, doing their duties with heads bowed. Only the girl looked up 
at that wall, her twin scarf tails streaming behind her. She approached a man standing behind a, a small cart of fruit, wearing Caledon Stormblest's face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this. So I like He's how she she remember she took memories mm-hmm. of of the old play, but because she lost those in the sea, she's replacing the actors from before, the, all the the child actors, with people that she knows in her life. She's recasting, and I I think that is such an awesome detail. She mm-hmm. is alone in the dark, surrounded mm-hmm. by dust. And she's able to, like and you darkness. said, bring the light, mm-hmm. but not only mm-hmm. that, she's surrounding herself with all the faces of everyone around her. It's, mm-hmm. it's really, really cool. I love it. Why is there a wall? She asked the man selling the fruit. This is Kaladin. Mm-hmm. To keep the bad things out, he replied. But what bad things? Very bad things. There is a wall. Do not go beyond it or you shall die. The fruit seller picked up his cart and moved away. And still the girl looked up at the wall and Pattern hovered beside her and hummed. he hummed happily to himself. Why is there a wall? She asked the woman suckling her child. This woman had Polona's face. Polona says, to protect us. Well, to protect us from what? Very bad things. There is a wall. Do not go beyond it or you shall die. The woman took her child and left. And the girl climbed a tree peeking out the top, her scarf streaming behind her. Why is there a wall? She called to the boy, sleeping lazily in the nook of the of the branch. What wall? The boy asked. The girl thrust her finger pointedly toward the wall. That's not a wall, the boy said, drowsy. Shalon had given him the face of one of the bridgemen, a Herdasian. <laughs> so it's got to be, just... be Lopin, right? It's got to be Lopin. Yeah, yeah. That's just the way the sky is over there. Yeah, but it's a wall, the girl says. A giant wall. Must be there for a purpose, the boy said. Yes, it is a wall. Don't go beyond it, or you'll probably die. Well, Shalon continued speaking from the audience. These answers did not satisfy the girl who looked up. She reasoned to herself that if the wall kept evil things out, then the space on this side of it should be safe. So, one night, while the others of the village slept, she sneaked from her home with a bundle of supplies. She walked toward the wall, and indeed the land was safe, but it was also dark, always in the shadow of that wall. No sunlight ever directly reached the people. Mm-hmm. Shalon made the illusion roll like scenery on a scroll as the players had used only far, far more realistic. She had painted the ceiling with light, and looking up, you seemed to be looking only at an infinite sky dominated by that wall. This is far more extensive than I've done before, she thought. Creation spren had started to appear around her on the benches in the form of old latches or doorknobs. So that kind of is interesting to me too. Mm-hmm. Um, in that this is an illusion mm-hmm. this is stormlight yep. she's creating this this thing does it exist does it not exist what's the relationship with creation spren such that they would appear 
like do they appear when you're painting a picture it depends i and think you, that when you produce you're doing art, something very creative mm -hmm. you know if someone's just drawing a picture yeah. same kind of picture they've always drawn you're not going to get a creation sprint but this is something far better than she's ever done right so they 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 tend to come out for for special occasions i think hmm well dalinar had told her to practice yeah he did <laughs> like that right she's i like how she's like i'm using up an exorbitant amount of sphere uh yeah, spheres here a lot to, there. to pull this, this is, off this is an expensive play well he t he told me to he told me to do it yeah. so <laughs> i like this the girl traveled far shallan says no predators hunted her and no storms assaulted her the only wind was a pleasant one that played with her scarf and the only creatures she saw were the Kremlings that clicked at her as she walked. At long last, the girl in the scarves took before the, stood before the wall, and it was truly expansive, running as far as she could see in either direction. And its height, it reached almost to the tranquiline halls. Shalon stood and walked to the stage, passing into a different land, an image of fertility, vines, trees, and grass, dominated by that terrible wall. It grew spikes from its front in bristling patches. I didn't draw this scene out, she says. At least not recently. She'd drawn it as a youth in detail, putting her imagined fancies down on paper. What happened, Pattern asks. Shallan, I must know what happened. Did she turn back? I love this. Mm -hmm. This is like this pattern for me right here is like the little boy listening to the Princess Bride story. Yeah. <laughs> he totally like is. He's, yeah. he's like, don't stop. Yeah, like, don't stop. <laughs> um, did she turn back? Pattern asks. Of course she didn't turn back. I love that. Mm -hmm. Of course she didn't. Yeah. That's great. Why would you love this story if she did? Right. Right. That's it. She climbed. There were outcroppings in the wall. Things like these spikes or hunched, ugly statues. She had climbed the highest trees all through her youth. She could do this. The girl started climbing. Had her hair been white when she'd started? Shalon frowned. I want to ask you about that. Mm -hmm. Had her hair been white when she started? This was the girl. Yeah, she can't remember whether or not she had always made the girl's hair white <clears throat> or if it's just become it white. It became white? Right. So what are your thoughts about that? Um, I don't really know. Is um, that a clue? Is that a... I, I think that um, Shalon's like imagination is kind of going wild right now. Maybe hmm. she's made the girl's hair white to show passage of time, how long it took to climb the wall. Um, it also could just be a slip up. Um, I don't, mm. I, to be honest, I don't really know. Are there certain peoples in Roshar that have only white hair? Um. Because this is a little girl and she's got white hair, so it shouldn't be from Senescence. No, uh, we do have, uh, there has been characters who have white hair. Um. Who, the Thalans? The Thalans have white, uh, eyebrow hair and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I think that. Hoyd's always, de uh, Wit's always described as black hair, mm -hmm. but when some people are looking for him, they're describing someone with white hair. So yeah, there's, the, there, there's mm. a couple examples. Hmm. But not, not regionally. No. Like not like a, <clears throat> okay. I thought there was actually, but 
Um, okay. Shalon made the base of the wall sink into the stage. I like that too. Mm-hmm. As she's climbing. Yeah, and it's just going... So it's it's going down. Oh, dude, yeah. I just love that. Yeah. That is one of my it's favorite great things detail, to imagine. Yeah. It's so amazing. Um, the wall sinking into the stage. So although the girl got higher, she remained chest height to Shalon and Pattern, who mm-hmm. are the audience who right. is watching this. <laughs> it's awesome. The climb took days, Shalon continued. At night, the girl who looked up would tie herself a hammock out of her scarf and sleep there. I love that the scarf becomes something u- utilitarian. Yeah, it's like um, Rapunzel's hair, right? Like she's doing yeah, stuff or something with it. like that. Yeah, but also just the scarf reminds me of Spren. Yeah, like having this thing around you. This I don't know. This it's flying around you. Help, and it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's really. I don't cool. know. There's something about that that sort of reminds me of Spren. She picked out her village at one point, remarking on how small it seemed now that she was high. As she neared the top, she finally began to fear what she would find on the other side of this wall. Unfortunately, this fear did not stop her. She was young, and questions bothered her more than fear. So it was that she finally struggled to the very top and stood to see the other side, the hidden place. Or sorry, the hidden side. Mm-hmm. Shalon choked up, because she... She was remembering sitting at the edge of her seat, listening to this story Mm -hmm. as a child, when moments like watching the players had been the only bright spots in her life. I super connect with that on a personal level. Yeah. Yeah. One of my fondest memories of uh, being with my father was when I was young. um, And uh, for Christmas, he took, uh, took me to see Peter Pan. In right. The th- in the theater, in this old-fashioned theater. One of the reasons why you're so connected to that story. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't, actually, in terms of my childhood, I can't remember ever being happier than at that moment, that whole experience of going and seeing Peter Pan in the theater. That's cool. Yeah. Um, too many memories of her father and of her mother, who had loved telling her stories. She tried to banish those memories, but they wouldn't go. Again, memories coming up here. Mm -hmm. Tried to banish them, but they won't go. Shalon turned her stormlight. She'd used up almost everything she'd pulled from her satchel. Out in the seats, a crowd of dark figures watched. Eyeless. She had created... Dude, she created an audience. I know. It's giving me goosebumps covering it because this, this, this is kind of spooky. It fucking right is spooky. Yes. Absolutely. This is... (laughs) We, we talk about how awesome Shalon is, but she is fucking freaky, bro. Like, the stuff that yeah. happens to her is really scary. Eyeless, just shadows these people were. People from her memories. The outline of her father, her mother, her brothers, and a dozen others. She couldn't create them because she hadn't drawn them properly. Not since she'd lost her collection. Mm-hmm. Couldn't draw them properly. Right. I think what happens is she takes a memory and then mm-hmm. when she draws it, she can let mm-hmm. go of that memory because she's got it on something like hard, something right. tactile. Or she has let go of it. Right. Right. Hmm. Next to Shalon, the girl stood triumphantly on the wall's top. Her scarves and white hair streaming out behind her in a sudden wind. Pattern buzzed beside Shalon. And on that side of the wall, Shalon whispered, the girl saw steps. 
The back side of the wall was crisscrossed with enormous sets of steps leading down to the ground. What does it mean? Pattern asks. The girl stared at those steps. And suddenly, the gruesome statues on her side of the wall made sense. The spears, the way it cast everything into shadow, the wall did indeed hide something evil, something frightening. It was the people, like the girl and her village. The illusion started to break down around her. This was too ambitious for her to hold, and it left her strained and exhausted, her head starting to pound. She let the wall fade, claiming its stormlight. The landscape vanished, and finally the girl herself, behind the shadowed figures in the seats, started to evaporate. Stormlight streamed back to Shalon, stoking the storm inside. Mm-hmm. And Pattern asks, wait, that's, that's how it ended? No, Shalon said. She goes down, sees a perfect society lit by stormlight. She steals home and brings it back. She t- steals some. Or, sh- sorry, she steals some and brings it back. She playing the baseball? Storms... Oh, she steals home. She steals home. <laughs> she steals home. Rounding All second, right. rounding third, she steals home. <laughs> Mama needs a new pair of shoes. Um, the storms come as a punishment, tearing down the wall. Ah, Pattern said, hovering beside her on the now dull stage. So that's how the storms first began. Of course not, Shalon says, feeling tired. It's a lie, Pattern. A story doesn't mean anything. Then why are you crying? Hmm. It doesn't mean anything. It's great. Dude, this is, this is a really great allegory for Mm. why we love books and why we love stories. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything. It's not real. Then why are you, why real. do you have goosebumps every time you read a chapter? Why do yeah. you cry? Yeah. It's great. Because you make me. <laughs> You're forcing me. <laughs> no, but this is, it's a really great, uh, it's a really great um, a metaphor for it. Yeah. Then why are you crying? It doesn't mean anything. Then why are you crying? Oh, that's such a, that's, that's really great. So what do you think at the ending of the story here? Um, the, the wall seemingly was to keep was them inside. Right. It's a right. prison. Mm-hmm. It pretty much was. It was keeping them inside and the perfect right. society was on the outside. Right. And if you never bothered to look, if you never bothered to look up, mm-hmm. you were never going to realize that. Right. It sort of reminds me a little bit of the Wandersale story that Wit told because the people just kept doing what the emperor had told them to do, but the mm-hmm. emperor had been dead for years and they were doing all these atrocities and committing all this stuff in his name right. and they didn't really right. need to if they had looked up, if they had gone to the top room and seen that right. they could have decided not to do those things, right? So it's a very similar lesson in the end, I think. I think, you know, what it really says is find out. Right. The read, story is read saying, and find, find out. out. Well, read and find out. That, what's that from again? <laughs> that's that from read, this. Um, that's the, from Sanderson. Read and find out? Yeah. Hang on. Rayfo, read and find out is like a huge oh, thing in the community. Sorry. That if you, if you, you ask him a question and he doesn't want right. to tell you the answer, he'll say, read Rayfo, and find out. Yeah, read right. and find out. Okay. No, I was connecting, it's trying to connect it to something like uh, reading rainbow or something, but okay. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't LeVar Burton say that? Didn't 
but of you're, Arburton? Yeah, I'm sh- I think he did. Yeah. Um, but you are right. Read yeah. and find out. Mm-hmm. You know, but also just find out. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just take it for granted. Right. Don't take someone's word on all it. of these people. All of these people that she met. Mm-hmm. The the man with the cart, the boy in the tree, yeah, um, the woman with the suckling b- b- baby, mm-hmm. all told her that's the wall. Don't yeah, don't, don't go, go there. You'll there. die. Yeah, it's you'll die. But it's funny yeah. because what ends up happening is she goes over the wall, goes into this mm. perfect society, steals some stormlight to bring it home, and that right. causes the the wall to break, and the right. storms arrive, and hit this village, her people. Who are yeah. probably not equipped to survive storms. So right. I think in the end, it actually did come true. She went on the other side of the wall and then brought and death and destruction to her people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so. Well, so, it doesn't really say that, but I mean, I'm reading into it. No, it doesn't. It, you know, I'm reading right. into it. You could read into it that way, or it could also, you could also look at it that the wall was hiding a a perfect civilization, which is what it, isn't that how it's described? Yeah. Was it? On the other um, side is like a utopia or whatever. A utopia. So there's a utopia that obviously deals with the storms mm-hmm. and part of the way they deal with it is with stormlight. Right. And the gift of stormlight is what she's bringing back. Like this is how we really should be dealing with our problems, not right. building a wall. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's really, really, it's a really, really great story. I love it. It's, it's, it's yeah. awesome. Um, then why are you crying? In the seats, the last of the shadowy audience members puffed away. All but one. Oh my God, I love this. Mm-hmm, me too, it's so creepy. All but one. I got goosebumps first time I read that. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, one of them is not one of her creations. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dude, this is like... This is how I felt when I watched The Grudge for the first time. Right. <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just something like, like super creepy like that Ring I Girl. couldn't have. Yeah. yeah. Samara. Oh my God. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't talk about that one. It's like, we don't talk about Bruno, but we don't talk about Samara. Yeah. Samara. We don't talk That's my Bruno. About Samara. I'll talk about Bruno all day long. Samara. It was my yeah. wedding day. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> In the seats. The last of the shadowy audience members puffed away all but one, who stood up and walked out the back doors of the theater. Startled, Shalon felt a sudden shock run through her. That figure hadn't been one of her illusions. She flung herself from the stage, landing hard, Vale's coat fluttering and dashed after the figure. She skidded into the hall outside, glad for sturdy boots and simple trousers. Yeah, because you stole them from, from Caledon. Mm-hmm. Sturdy boots. (laughs) Um, Something shadowy moved across the corridor. Shallan gave chase, lips drawn to a sneer, letting stormlight rise from her skin and illuminate her surroundings. God, I love that too. Me too, dude. She uses, she's literally casting light on herself. (sighs) It's emanating from her pores. I know, it's so awesome. It's amazing. I think it really only works well because it's so dark in here. Yeah. If she was outside and there was moonlight, of, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work so well, but it works really well in these hallways because it's absent of, of any light. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have any light me. from her spheres anymore because she spent it all. So right. the only light, stormlight she has left is the one that she's holding that she was able to suck back in. She's not able to transfer it back into the sphere, right? So she's got to hold no. on to it to have any use of it. 
Reminds me of the moon elves in D and D. Yeah. How they yeah. glow like that. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. As she ran, she pulled a string from her pocket and tied her hair back, and became Violet Baudelaire from the from the <laughs> from. <laughs> What's that series of unfortunate events? Uh, this, yeah. Le so Lemony Snicket is about to take over the uh, the right. authorship of this of uh, Oathbringer, right? Um, so when she theory, tied her hair yeah. back, I couldn't I couldn't help but think of Violet Baudelaire when she tied her hair back yeah, and she became Violet. That's funny. So she became radiant, not Violet, but became radiant. Radiant would know what to do if she caught this person. You know what? Love this this transition between characters. Mm -hmm. From from veil like who do I need in the moment? Right. Oh, it's I like a it. it's like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. What tool do I need right now? Right. For now, anyways, it seems Shalon though is still driving the car. It does seem like that. Yeah. And my as of as I've expressed, I'm concerned about. Yep. I have not. I have taken case. note that that is one of your worries in this whole situation that that yeah. she will. You know, some people say Jesus take the wheel. She does definitely doesn't want anyone else taking the wheel. Like she does not even Jesus. Like she wants, like doesn't want Vale or Radiant to take the wheel. <laughs> um. Okay, becoming Radiant to catch this person. Can a person look that much like a shadow? I don't know. Pattern. She shouts, thrusting her right hand forward. Luminescent fog formed there, becoming her shard blade. Light escaped her lips, transforming her more fully into radiant. Luminescent wisps trailed behind her, and she felt it chasing her. She charged into a small round chamber and skidded to a stop. Dude, I again, I love this magic system. Yeah. Like throwing the fog, the luminescent fog ahead of her, becoming her, sh her shard blade. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Like I almost imagine it appearing ahead of her and then as she catches up to it, she grabs yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It didn't quite describe it that way, but. It says luminescent um, I, wisps trailed behind, but mm -hmm. that's from her getting the, like, you know, um, it says uh, luminescent fog, she shouted, thrusting her hand right forward, luminescent mm -hmm. fog formed forward so Formed ahead of there. her yeah yeah just uh, like in her uh, just i like to think about what you're saying is just outside yeah. of her reach she formed it yeah she formed it outside and then and then it forms and, it, and yeah. then she catches it yeah. yeah um she charged into a small round chamber and skidded to a stop a, a dozen versions of herself from drawings that she'd done recently split around her and dashed through the room dude What's going on? <laughs> right? What the Shalon fuck is going on? Dude, this is amazing. Yeah. I really love this. Yeah. Shalon in her dress, veil in her coat, Shalon as a child, Shalon as a youth, Shalon as a soldier, a happy wife, a mother. L <laughs> this is crazy. Leaner here, plumper there, scarred, bright with excitement, bloodied and in pain, they vanished after passing her, collapsing one after another into stormlight that curled and twisted about herself before vanishing away. It's like she explodes in possibilities of what her life could have been. Yeah. All these different yeah. versions of herself that she imagined in her drawings, yeah. they just right. erupt from her. Right. Yeah. 
Like it all, I, I thought for a moment that it was going to turn into like, a, you know, like a Enter the Dragon, like the Bruce, like where like you see all these, it's like, <laughs> have to fight all these versions of yourself. Yeah, just, I don't know. It just, again, it's, you know, like the, like the Shadow Radiant. Plains. Radiant yeah. versus Plump Shallan. Fight! <laughs> I wasn't quite thinking uh, uh, a cage match. Okay. No, I was thinking just like the splintering. Yeah. The shattering. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's um, definitely uh, uh, something there. Radiant raised her shard blade in the stance Adolin had been teaching her. Oh, I love this too. Mm-hmm. Bringing Adolin in. Sweat dripping down the sides of her face. The room would have been dark, but for the light curling off her skin and passing through her clothing to rise around her empty. She'd either lost her quarry in the corridors or it had been a spren and not a person at all. That's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Well, or there was nothing there in the first place. A part of her worried about this. Your mind is not trustworthy these days. What was that? Radiant said. Did you see it? No. Pattern thought to her. I was thinking on the lie. She's holding the sword, right? So she's communicating with him with telepathically. Yeah. She walked around the edge of the circular room. The wall was scored by a series of deep slots that ran from floor to ceiling. What was the purpose of a room like this? There was air moving through these slots. Had the people who had designed this place been mad? Radiant noted faint light coming from several of the slots with the sounds of people in low, echoing clatter. The breakaway market. Yes, she was in that region, and while she was on the third level, the market's cavern was a full four stories high. She moved to the next slot and peered through it, trying to decide just where it led out. Was this? Something moved in the slot. Mm -hmm. A dark mass wriggled deep inside, squeezing between walls like goo, but with bits jutting out. Those were elbows, ribs, fingers splayed along one wall, each knuckle bending backward. A spren, she thought. It's some... Strange kind of spren. The thing twisted, head deforming in the tiny confines and looked toward her. She saw eyes reflecting her light, twin spheres set in a mashed head, a distorted human visage. Dude, this is fucking creepy. (laughs) What the hell? Okay, question to you. Yes. Have we seen anything like this already in the series? No, we have not. Okay, okay. We have not seen anything that. I was trying like to this. go back with all the because there's been a few oddities that we've seen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, I was trying to think had we seen something similar. But okay, I guess not. The um, if she's right and it is mm-hmm. a spren, mm-hmm. um, Sil can change her form, right? Be small, yeah. be big, be a little light, sure. be a lady. Yeah. So she can change her form. So if this is mm-hmm. a spren, then maybe the spren can like change its form as well by being able to squeeze into tight spaces to get away. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. We haven't, I don't think we've seen Syl go through walls. Like she, like, I don't know if she can be, tra- I don't know. I don't know if she can be trapped. Like for this thing to have mm. to squeeze through a this hole. Is, yeah, this is. Is 
I don't know, actually. I don't know if, if, let, let's say, let's say, this is a little weird, but let's say Scylla's in this closet with me recording right now, and she wanted to leave, and I didn't open the door for her. Could she just right. float Couldn't through? Couldn't she phase she, through the wall? Yeah. She, she'd be able to get out regardless because she'd be able to squeeze underneath the door. Right. Because right? she can compress herself into light. So um, th- if this thing can follow those kinds of rules, then it needed to get away, and it found a little hole, this little slot to to squeeze through i'm i'm imagining mm-hmm. it like a small like arrow slot or something but it's like yeah. in the, like a lower part of the wall and she said this room's yeah, could... got all kinds of them hmm maybe that's what it is what, what do you mean well when you said arrow slots maybe that's what it is maybe but it would be it would be just leading to other rooms right or outside. It, it, when I think of it, I think of it as like, um, almost hmm. like a, a room where you would put your dead. All these like holes in the wall that have all these indents oh, kind of thing. Geez. But these, yeah. but, but, but uh, I mean, that's not it because these slots are small. No. They're tiny. Yeah. And they go, they pass through. You can see through the other side of them. Like they go into another room. Right. It's almost like yeah, cheese weird. whiz walls or something. Or not cheese whiz walls, Swiss cheese walls. Cheese whiz. Swiss che- <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's continue yeah, on here. Radiant here. pulled back with a sharp gasp, summoning her shard blade again and holding it wardingly before herself. But what was she going to do? Hack her way through the stone to get to this thing? That would take forever. Did she even want to reach it? No. But she had to anyway. The market, she thought, dismissing her blade and darting back the way she'd come. It's heading to the market. With stormlight propelling her, Radiant dashed through corridors, barely noticing as she breathed out enough to transform her face into veils. That's interesting. Yeah. She put on Veil's face to maintain the illusion. Mm-hmm. She swerved through a network of twisted passages. This maze, these enigmatic tunnels, were not what she'd expected from the home of the Knights Radiant. Shouldn't this be a fortress? Simple but grand, a beacon of light and strength in the dark times? Instead, it was a puzzle. Vale stumbled out of the back corridors and then dashed past a group of children laughing and holding up chips for light and making shadows on the walls. Another few turns took her out onto the balcony, walk around the cavernous breakaway market. Mm. Vale turned left to see slots in the wall here for ventilation, she thinks. Mm-hmm. And it could be. Yep. The thing had come through one of these, but where had it gone after that? A scream rose, shrill and cold, from the floor of the market below. Cursing to herself, Vale took the sorry took the steps at a reckless pace, just like Vale running headlong into danger. Can can after we, can we short- say something here that yeah. it's just like Vale? To run headlong into to danger, run into, but it right. was Shalon who ran mm. after that dark thing from the theater. It was uh, Radiant right. who ran into that room, chasing after it. And now it is yeah. so to give Vale that personality aspect that credit, is also disingenuous yeah. because Shalon's been doing it. She's been running headlong into danger since we've known her. Right. Ever since we saw her get off that boat. In Carbranth, she's been heading, running headlong into danger. So. Yeah. 
Again, it's the, it's the getting lost component that, that is what frightens me the most. Mm-hmm. Or I, just that whole thing of like, you know, it wasn't me, it was the devil who made me do it. Right. That whole thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. not a big fan. Unless, of course, it actually is the devil. Yeah, and he did make you do it. Or she did if you right. really want to. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, the thing had come through one of... Sorry, threw one of those headlong into danger. Got it. Okay. After a short dash, she found people gathering between two packed rows of tents. The stalls here sold various goods, many of which looked to be salvaged from the more abandoned war camps. More than a few enterprising merchants, with the tacit approval of their high princes, had sent expeditions back to gather what they could. With Stormlight flowing and Renarin to help with the Oathgate, those had finally been allowed into Urethiru. So there is a bit of like normalcy kind of returning here in the march with the, with the merchants Mm -hmm. after the battle on the plains, some, I guess, reclamation has been happening. The high princes had gotten their first pick. The rest of their finds were heaped in the tents here, watched over by guards with long cudgels and short tempers. Vale shoved her way to the front of the crowd, finding a large horn eater man cursing and holding his hand. It was rock and his hand was bleeding. Like it was stabbed right through the center. What happened here, she demands. Rock eyed her while his companion, a bridgeman, she thought, wrapped his hand. Who are you to ask me this thing? She was Vale right now. Yeah, because she didn't dare if, expose If she was Shalon. Especially not in, If she was Shalon, Rock would be like, oh, he'd tell her right away. Yeah. But because he doesn't recognize her. Doesn't recognize yeah. her. Yeah. I'm on Aladar's policing force, Vale says. I have commission here. He's fine, Rock says. I did nothing. Some person pulled the knife. I did not see him well. Long coat and a hat. A woman in crowd screamed, drawing my attention. Then this man he attacked. Storms, who is dead? Dead? The horn eater looked at his companion. Nobody is dead. Attacker stabbed my hand and then ran. Was assassination attempt, maybe. Person got angry about the rule of tower, so he attacked me for being in Colin Guard. Vale felt a chill. Horn eater, tall and burly. The attacker had chosen a man who looked very similar to the one she had stabbed the other day. In fact, they weren't far from All's Alley just a few streets over in the market. The two bridgemen turned to leave and Vale let them go. What more could she learn? The horn-eater had been targeted not because of anything he'd done, but because of how he looked. And the attacker had been wearing a coat and hat, like Vale usually did. Hmm. I thought I'd find you here. Vale started, sorry, started, then whirled around, hand going for her knife. The speaker was a woman in a brown hava. She had straight alethi hair, dark brown eyes, a bright red painted lips, and black, sorry, sharp black eyebrows, almost certainly enhanced with makeup. Vale recognized this woman, who was shorter than she'd seemed while sitting down. She was one of the thieves that Vale had approached at All's Alley, the one whose eyes had lit up when Shallan had drawn the ghost blood symbol. What did he do to you? The woman asked. Or did you, or do you have a thing for stabbing horn eaters? This wasn't me, Vale says. I'm sure, the woman stepped closer. 
I've been waiting for you to turn up again. You should stay away if you value your life. Vale started off through the market. The woman, the short woman scrambled after her. My name is Ishna. I'm an excellent writer. I can take dictations. I've experienced moving in the market underground. You want to be my ward? Ward? The young woman laughed. What are we, light eyes? <laughs> I, wa I want to join you. The ghost bloods, of course. We're not recruiting, Vale says. Please. She took Vale by the arm. Please, the world is wrong now. Nothing makes sense, but you and your group, you know things. I don't want to be blind anymore. This, this really speaks to me, this, this little quote here. Because I, I think, don't want to be blind anymore? I think a lot of people are going through that right now. You know, the world changed in 2020 and people are flocking to things and to people who think there might be answers, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. even though, you know, maybe the year before everything went crazy, they would never mm -hmm. have considered, you know, doing or thinking a certain way. But now they're, they're looking for now answers. And yeah, yeah, so you know things. Your group, you know things. And I don't blame this Ishna. You know, everything that she's ever known is going crazy and... The ghost bloods do seem to know things and somehow Ishna knows that and mm -hmm. wants to be a part of it. Doesn't want to feel blind anymore. Doesn't want to feel scared anymore. So yeah. She's the a, girl who looks, she's looking up. Yeah, she is. Ah, Ishna's the girl who looked up. Yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Shalon hesitated. She could understand, she could understand that desire to do something rather than just feeling the world tremble and shake, but the ghost bloods were despicable. This woman would not find what she desired among them, and if she did, then she was not the sort of person that Shalon would want to add to Marais's quiver. No, Shalon says, do the smart thing and forget about me and my organization. She pulled out of the woman's grip and hurried away through the bustling market. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean there isn't this, this desire out there. Right. Really great. Um, awesome chapter. It's amazing. It's so great. Um, so, okay. <laughs> so this thing looks like Vale. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's another copycat situation. Right. Not a murder this time. No, because it's just copying but, what it saw from before right so what is this thing that's copying is this is this the same thing that's that's copied the murder of sadius mm -hmm. and the other light eyes maybe and the other light eyes and now there's oh, this are you, event are you saying that the thing that she well, chased is the well, same thing that did this well yeah well yeah it seems like it well it's it's copy it's, it's the same MO, it just, just the circumstances are different. It's mm -hmm. not a murder, mm -hmm. you know, it's another event. It is, it is kind of tricksy to think that, you know, she was chasing this thing, this potential spren, she said, mm -hmm. and then she chased it into the market and then this mimic attack happened. So it is possible that it is the same that the attacks are this thing she chased in the, in the, the hallways. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What's your, what's your highlight in this chapter? Um, I think my highlight is the, somewhere in this chapter, 
So many cool things happen. Okay. Shalon really flexes in this chapter with her, her abilities, um, creating, um, this play, this, this movie, and then even like kind of subconsciously creating an audience to sit there. And then this thing happens where she stumbles into that room and then so many different versions of herself explode from her. Yeah. My highlight is it happens. There's no explanation for it. And mm. it a little it's a little unsettling. And I um excited I'm excited to read more to find out if we can figure out what that was. If this comes this up again. Arriving into the room and the splintering of Shalon. Mm-hmm. She's she's doing a lot of her stuff kind of on instinct and just kind of reactionary. So this might have been something that she mm-hmm. could have always done but just didn't know how to do. Right. So I'm just, yeah, I love that moment. I thought that was, it's my, my favorite moment in the chapter. Yeah. Even, even though I it's love r- the girl who looked up, just all these different shalons, oh, I yeah. just love it. There's so many, there's so many highlights in this chapter. It's great. What's yours? It's a really, really good one. Well, I, I'm still going to say the theater, um, just the way that the story unfolded and her creating that story with mm-hmm. Stormlight, I thought that was wonderful. Um, but you're right. I mean, other great highlights are the story itself. The right. girl who looked up. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, Ishna, you know, I want to know more. I don't want to be blind anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, but be careful with how you want to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. You might have the desire to not be blind. Right. But it matters how you see. Right. And and what is revealed to you. Right. 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 Perspective. And Shalon is Shalon is saying you don't want to look through the yeah, eyes glasses, of the ghost yeah, bloods. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs> Unless, of course, Shalon has that wrong, and the ghost bloods are exactly the way you should be looking. I at mean, things. it's it would be a good turn if it ended up that you know this whole time she's been fighting against against them, mm-hmm. and uh she should have been just listening to them and really like trusting them because it, it that would be really cool though for her her sticking point is you you killed Yasna yeah like no nothing you say will make you yeah. trust uh, me, make me trust you because you killed my mentor you killed Yasna so yeah yeah so Screw yeah. <laughs> so I was gonna say I was gonna say to hell with them. <laughs> yeah, screw them. Screw the ghost bloods. Okay, chapter twenty-six. Mm-hmm. The Blackthorn Unleashed. Here we go. And this is it. So yeah, buddy. <clears throat> so in this, uh I just want to point out that from the previous chapter to this chapter, those images that we see that surround the chapters, these uh this relief work, right? Here we have like a double hooded figure mm-hmm. and it seems kind of menacing yeah like much more so than other ones in are this we really ch- doing so, this now are we really covering well, the relief work no yet? no well i i i, I <laughs> well, we can't really cover it in great in great detail i've always thought it was interesting way back when we started this series i loved the like the 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 double pupil which mm. i still don't really understand what that means it's, I, um <laughs> I, every time you say this i always say it's and then the, you remind me what yeah it means? it's the um the symbol of the knight's radiant that's the it okay, amram's right. cloak okay. that dalinar gives him has the double pupil eye on the back of it it's supposed to be the symbol of the knight's radiant of the knight's radiant mm-hmm. okay okay yeah so hmm that's interesting because i haven't really thought a lot about it uh, until just a second, 
Do you think that duality is a large component of what it means to be a radiant? Well, they've got two surges, right? That have to work together oh, the to two create surges. One, okay. one surge binder. So two pupils Maybe that's make sense. It. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, there are these two hooded figures on this chapter for Blackthorn. I thought it was interesting to point out because it does seem a little more menacing and this chapter is rather menacing, mm -hmm. particularly the ending, which again, as, as I was telling you earlier, as a first time reader, I thought, oh my God, like Dalinar is going to kill like everyone. Yeah. And then I, and it even took me, like I had to remind myself like, well, you do know that his brother survives. Right. Like you his, know that everyone but, survives but in, in the moment, situation. Yeah. But in the moment I was reading, I thought he's going to kill Gavilar. Like yeah. he's, but I knew that that's not possible, but I mm -hmm. couldn't help but think about it. Um, okay. So this happens 29 years ago. Um, Incense is burning in our favorite brassiere. In the brassiere, yeah, <laughs> our favorite. You know how you light bras on fire? You and just, just you know, and then that's it lights the way, right? It lights the way. Yeah, that's uh, why Delinar's That's why sometimes they're referred to like headlights. That's <laughs> no, bro. What? No, no. All right, no, that's. <laughs> That's a no. Okay. All right. All right. No, I mean, yes, hey, but it's, you're, you're uh, here to keep me honest. I, I just I'm make here to the keep jokes. You I don't have to laugh at that. <laughs> Delinar, Delinar sniffles as uh, Evie threw a handful of tiny papers, each folded and inscribed with a very small glyph into the brazier. Mm -hmm. Fragrant smoke washed over him as winds ripped through the war camp, carrying windspread like lines of light. I love the windspread so much. Yeah. Evie bows her head before the brazier. She had strange beliefs, his betrothed. Among her people, simple glyph words weren't enough for prayers. You needed to burn something more pungent. It gets mentioned, I think, in this chapter that she's, they refer to her as what, a pagan or half pagan? Something like that? Yeah, the so Ardens? the Voran church sees them as pagan because right. they're not... They believe in the heralds, but they believe in the heralds the way they believe in the heralds, just like right. Azir believe in them the way they believe in them. So like, like it's, she, he's going to say here, while she spoke of Yezrian and Kalek, she said their names uh -huh. strangely, Yazi yeah. and Kalai. So right. it's just like Azir, um, the country Azir is, yep. um, like believes in Yezrian, the king of the heralds, but they say his name different the same right, thing it's just right. another culture believing in the same god but slightly differently right. right yes of course so and she made no mention of the almighty instead she spoke of something called the one right a heretical tradition the ardents told him came from eerie which is what we we've talked about this before the one all people are put on this planet so that the one can experience all things and then when they die, right. they go back to the one and the one is now more experienced because it knew that person's life and was able to experience that person's life, which we talked about how mm. it's really cool. It's a really cool idea, but it also makes the Kings not care about the beggars and the poor because, well, the one needs to experience homelessness and starvation because they're never going to know what that's like. So we can't, Unless we can't save those people from starvation because the one needs to experience the starvation. To know what it is. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. It's, it's a little. Like a, like a collection of experience. Well, it's, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because I was tuning into a, 
<clears throat> scientist, I can't remember his name, but he was sort of um, commenting on life and how we're made up of stars and how there's, you know, the 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 coming of the universe like into being and then there's nothing for a long time and then now there's us there's life and experience and imagination and and uh self-awareness and stuff and then it and then one day it's all going to go away it's going to there's going to be entropy there's going to be um it's all going to be nothing will exist and uh and his question was what more do you want like how beautiful is that that we're here to witness and be a witness of this of this stuff, magical yeah. thing this that we know as the universe yeah and we get to witness it for a brief time and that's it yeah yeah it's nice it's interesting yeah so it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting it's that, also really de- fucking depressing like it's i don't i don't know but that's his that was his question though is what more do you want right immortality is what i want I suppose. Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm still hot about uh, Interview the Vampire, and I just want to live forever as a vampire. I haven't watched more of that. I, I, we'll have to. I got to proceed with that. Yeah, show. you do because it's yeah. there's yeah, sexiness one abound was, in there. It's was fucking great. awesome. <clears throat> okay, so Dalinar. So I just want to say, with the burning of this pungent incense, I love this. Like I, 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 Evie for me, this, uh, I like, I like the pagan thing mm-hmm. of her being referred to it. Yeah. The burning of the incense, incense, the patchouli, bring it on. I, if, if Evie is, uh, patchouli. if, if Evie's a bit of a love child that way, like I'm into it. Yeah. Um, I just, I think it's cool. I'm, I'm a big fan of, although apparently it's no good for you. Like can't like burning candles, like scented candles, apparently bad for your lungs and stuff. Oh man. Like everything's know, bad right? for you everything's bad yeah what's it's all the bad deal? i can't you. even i can't even enjoy a candle all right. yeah <laughs> i can't even enjoy okay. a candle anymore they, can't, they don't want us to enjoy candles people it's over yeah. okay <clears throat> dalinar bows his head for a prayer let me be stronger than those who would kill me that's his prayer mm-hmm. mm. the true soldier just, prayer ju- just to be stronger than them yeah, yeah. interesting simple and to the point the kind he figured the Almighty would prefer. He didn't feel like having Evie write it out. The one watch you, near husband. I like that too, that the reference, near, near husband. husband. yeah. You're my near husband. Yeah. And soften your temper. Her accent to which he was now accustomed was thicker than her brother's. Soften it, Evie, that's not the point of battle. Um. Hmm. You needn't kill in anger, Dalinar. You must fight. If you must fight, do it knowing that each death wounds the one. For we all, in Yasis, is that how, is Mm -hmm. that? So we, we are all people in Yasis' sight. Yasis is Yezrian, I think, because that's what they said earlier. Yeah, Yezrian. The Ardens didn't seem to mind that he was marrying someone half-pagan. It is wisdom to bring her to Voran truth. Yavina, Gavilar's head ardent, had told him. Similar to how she'd spoken of his conquest, your sword will bring strength and glory to the Almighty. Very different points of view. Very, I mean, it's totally, you know, taking any situation and saying it's good for the Almighty. Yeah, because according to Evie, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it wounds the one, like it's not good. No. And then according to Yavina, it is good. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right idly he wondered what it would take to actually earn the ardent's displeasure and we know what it takes 
You just got to marry your sister-in-law. Oh, and also say the God is dead. That's right. Say the God is dead. Oh, yeah. God is dead. Yeah, Yeah. that's the other thing. Yeah, Yeah. when you tell them that everything that they believe is over, when you come down from the top room and tell them the emperor is dead, they don't like that. Yeah. They don't like... (laughs) This Dalinar, it's his... It's all... (laughs) It's his incessant listening to Nine Inch Nails that's causing this. (laughs) Yeah, we don't like him. Yeah. I don't like the way he eats peaches. It's just so gross. (laughs) (laughs) Be a man and not a beast, Dalinar. Evie says. Mm. I like this Evie. Mm-hmm. Do you like her? Yeah, I do. I've o- I always on... liked her. Yeah, I like her so far. She's telling him what's what. Yeah. Your, all of your battle and killing, it wounds the one. Yeah. I like that. This makes sense. Don't be a beast. Be yeah, a man. makes sense. It's a little emasculating though, eh? Be a man, Dalinar. What do you mean? I'm going to go out there and uh, kill like I... 600 dudes. Am I not one? No. Is that not manly? (laughs) Um, Setting her head on his shoulder and encouraging him to wrap his arms around her. Encouraging him to do it. Mm -hmm. Not that he was going to do it. No, she's got to like coax him. Remember he said he always needed coaxing in this department. That's true. He did so with a limp gesture. Oh. Ooh, limp dick. Eee. Well, just no the, you know, you know, if it's, if someone shakes your hand and it's like, they don't want to, and they just like yeah. place their hand in your hand. Yeah. It's and called it's whiskey like, hand. Oh, <laughs> what is that? It's called whiskey hand. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah. Whiskey? Yeah. It's like whiskey dick. Whiskey no, hand. Never mind. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, anyways, whatever it is, I don't like it. <laughs> you, you caught me on a you caught me on a really frisky rec- recording today. I like, guess so. Just, yeah, I'm I all over the so. place. Okay. Well, limp uh, the limp gesture I don't like. He did so with a limp gesture. The Blackthorn being consoled before battle because the soldiers are watching this publicly hugging and acting lovey. Yeah. Hmm. Heaven forbid. Evie turns her head towards him for a kiss, and he presented a chaste one, their lips barely touching. See, this breaks my heart a little bit. I don't like this, That, but I guess it's that the black thorn is so present. Right. I guess that's really... I'm trying to think of it in terms, uh, in, in terms like that. Yeah, this is not Dalinar, it, this is the black thorn. Because it seems like Evie is is good and should be good enough. She's, she's, um, got a good head on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, uh, I think we could compliment her and say that she's intelligent. She seems she's certainly wise. Yeah. She's she, certainly wise. I mean, she's not, it doesn't seem stupid or anything. It doesn't seem dumb. No. She no. seems like, like a very normal, like, um, a little prim and proper, but like, it's, you know, she's the one who's asking for affection. So. You know, mm. it's nice, but, she, but he's really, he's really, well, I guess he's just not all that into you. Right. Um, she accepted that smiling and she did have a beautiful smile. Life would have been a lot easier for him if Evie would have just been willing to move along with the marriage, but her traditions demanded a long engagement and her brother kept trying to get new provisions into the contract. Right. Huh. Dalinar stomps away. In his pocket, he held another glyphoard, one provided by Navani, who obviously worried about the accuracy of Evie's foreign script. He felt at the smooth paper and didn't burn the prayer. He's just holding on to it. 
Yeah. He's going to put it in his wallet and like years later, he's going to be like, oh, what's this? And he's like, oh. <laughs> the stone ground beneath his feet was pocked with tiny holes, the pinpricks of hiding grass. As he passed the tents, he could see it properly covering the plain outside, waving in the wind, tall stuff, almost as high as his waist. Hmm. He'd never seen grass that tall in Colin lands. Yeah. Across the plain, an impressive force gathered in a large army, a larger one than, than any he, that they'd faced. His heart jumped in anticipation. After two years of political maneuvering, here they were, a real battle with a real army. Win or lose, this was the fight for the kingdom. The sun was on his way up, and the armies had arrayed themselves north and south, so neither would leave it in their eyes, or would have it in their eyes. That's interesting. Mm. Um, Dalinar hastened to his armorer's tent, and a short time later in his plate. He climbed carefully into the saddle. Yeah, this this is terrible. Into the saddle as one of the grooms uh, brought his horse. Yeah. The large black beast wasn't fast, but it could carry a man in shard, in shard plate. I couldn't help but think of, as soon as he was sort of, I guess, uh, using, he's totally using this horse. Yeah. Um, the horse is carrying a bridge. Right. You're overburdened. I mean, it's going to fucking kill much. the horse in like two seconds it, here. It, it does. Yeah, it's dude. awful. I might, it might not kill just, it, but it definitely injures it enough that someone's going to kill I it. I think it said it broke its back. Yeah, and they're going to have to kill it. Of course. Yeah. Because yeah, he doesn't have one of these awesome Rashadium. He's actually going to see Rashadium for the first time. I know. Here. It's really cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But yeah. this whole lead up is, again... So it just adds onto the pile of why you should not like this character. Yeah. Or why you should not wear really heavy armor on a horse. <laughs> uh, so this army, well, it, that's true. Uh, you shouldn't <laughs> do that. But, that's true. But you should also be thinking in terms of, yeah, exactly. Uh, about what's good for the animal. Yeah. Pier, uh, spearmen, archers, light-eyed heavy infantry, even a nice group of 50 cavalrymen under Ilamar with hooks and ropes for attacking shard bears. I love that. Mm-hmm. The hooks and ropes. Yeah. Because you you have to, if you're going to take down a shard bear, you need to try to like hold, hold person. It's basically. like, yeah, it's like um, using it to, take down a beast uh-huh. you know like uh, we have to take down this yeah. large uh, animal i love that yeah yes they're animals yeah. and they have to be got to get the nets Pinned on down them and, and you have yeah exactly use multiple spears yeah. to take them out because mm. da- there's they're too dangerous yeah, one-on-one exactly. you can't do it yeah that's awesome dude love it. anticipation spread waving like banners around them all dalinar still smelled the incense when he found his brother geared up and mounted Dalinar trotted up beside Gavilar. Young, uh, your young friend didn't show for the battle, Gavilar says to him. Oh, Sabariel? He's not my friend. Oh, how times change, eh? Yeah. Isn't this the best? It's the Don't greatest. You love Just this? a little it's mention so of Sabariel. Yeah. There's a hole in the enemy line still waiting for him, Gavilar says. Reports say he had a problem with his supply lines. Lies, says Dalinar. He's a coward. If he'd arrived, he'd have had to actually pick a side. So does and Sabariel's... we know that he's not a coward. Yeah, he's not a coward, right? but we also know that he doesn't pick a side on purpose. Right. Right. Until he knows yeah. the side he's going to pick is going to win, which he did eventually with, Ga- uh, with Dalinar, right? 
<laughs> right. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Opportunist. Um, they rode past Tyrim. Gavilar's captain of the guard, who wore Dalinar's extra plate for his battle. Technically, that plate still belonged to Evie. Not Toe, but Evie herself, which was strange. So what would a woman do with shard plate? Right. <laughs> of course. I mean, uh... <laughs> I just think that's funny. And, uh, of course, with the advent of Shallan. Mm -hmm. What would a woman do uh, with a shard blade? Yeah. Right. Right. Turns out a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give it to a husband, apparently. Tyrim saluted. He was capable with shards, having trained, as did many aspiring light eyes with borrowed sets. You've, you've done well, Dalinar, Gavilar says. That plate will serve us today. Even though Evie and her brother had delayed such a painfully long time to even agree to the betrothal, Dalinar had done his duty. He just wished he felt more for the woman. Some passion, some true emotion. He couldn't laugh without her seeming confused by the conversation. He couldn't boast without her being disappointed in his bloodlust. She always wanted him to hold her as if being alone for one storming minute would make her wither and blow away. Yeah, this is sad. Mm -hmm. But he's also demanding that she accept him as he is. Yeah. And she's really not, she's really not there. Like, she's not into this bloodthirsty madman. One of the scouts says, Ho! <laughs> ho! Ho! Okay. Ho there! <laughs> Dalinar turns, expecting an advance attack from the enemy, but no, Kalinor's army was still deploying. It wasn't men that had attracted the scouts' attention, it was horses. A small herd of them. Eleven or twelve in number, galloping across the battlefield, proud and majestic. Gavilar whispers, Rishadium. It's rare they roam this far east. Dalinar swallowed in an, an order to round up the beasts. Rishadium. Yes, he could see the spren trailing after them in the air. Music spren, for some reason. Oh, mm, dude, I love isn't this that so cool? much. It is rock and roll. It's that's, the best. It, that's what it is. Yeah, it's my it's favorite a, thing. It's like chariots of horses or chariots of fire, but like... Dude. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Music sprint. Yeah. Well, it's like the... Uh, oh, did, did you see Frozen 2? I did. The water mare? Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Can't get, can't get enough of that. Show yourself. Okay, well... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, no use trying to capture the beasts. They couldn't be held unless they chose a rider, which we already know. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I want you to do something for me today, brother, Gavilar says. High Prince Kalinor himself needs to fall. As long as he lives, there will be resistance. If he dies, his line goes with him. His cousin, Loridar Vama, can seize power. There you go. So Vama, we know, is the current, one of the current High Princes. Right. So... Obviously, they have it's, a deal with Vama that you'll, he'll fall in line if his right. cousin doesn't have the throne anymore. What I find is interesting just in this little bit to think about is that Dalinar is a tool, mm -hmm. a weapon of war. Okay. He basically gets the job done. But what's the difference between them other than the one who's doing the work, if you will? But Gavilar's bloodlust is just as present. I think. As Dalinar's, 
you know, like he's asking for this high prince to die. Mm -hmm. He wants him claimed, killed. Right. In I, order to do that, you probably will have to have someone like a Blackthorn in your army to accomplish that. Right. I, I think the difference between them is that uh, Dalinar is perfectly suited to go out and take out the other guy's big guy. And Gavilar is more suited, even though Gavilar probably is a great fighter too, he's probably just more suited to be able to talk to Vama and say, listen, if you come on my side now, it'll be all good. He'll probably, he's probably right. more the politician and still a good fighter, but Dalinar's less the politician and a little bit better of a fighter. I would assume that their, right. their, their fighting skill is probably on par, but just Dalinar is a t more of a tactic, uh, tactical, like battlefield guy than Gavilar right. is. Do you know what I mean? All I meant to bring up is, is that, you know, his brother is guilty of the same bloodlust for sure by by demanding the death for sure that's really is, yeah. what i wanted to get across yeah, is that like we, we we focus on the blackthorn and say well you're out of control well you're just taking in a way taking orders from someone on top dalinar is just the arrow that's shot out of right that is inside gavilar's quiver ready to be deployed right. at any point yeah you're right exactly okay i want you to do something for me today kill so kill um kill Ka uh, Kalinor. Um, Dalinar asks, will Loridar, Loridar swear to you? I'm certain of it, Gavilar says. Then I'll find Kalinor, Dalinar says, and end this. He won't join the battle easily, knowing him, but he's a shardbearer. And so, so we need to force him to engage. Gavilar smiles. What? Dalinar asks. I'm simply pleased to see you talking of tactics. I'm not an idiot, Dalinar growls. He always paid attention to the tactics of a battle. He simply wasn't one for endless meetings and jaw wagging. Right. Right. That's the, that's part of the Dalinar character that I, that I like. He's a man of action. Mm -hmm. A few words. Keep... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even those seemed more tolerable these days. Perhaps it was familiarity. Or maybe it was Gavilar's talk of forging a dynasty. It was the increasing obvious truth that this campaign, now stretching on many years, was no quick bash and grab. Mm -hmm. Right. It's so funny how 29 years ago, this is going on, and then when we start reading the books, you're in the Shattered Plains, yeah. and that's, that's been going on for six years. Mm -hmm. It's just endless. It's really great you the know? way he plays with time and allows us to kind of be put in different time periods through flashbacks right. and stuff like we really get a sense of it bring me Kalinor brother Gavilar says we need the Blackthorn today all you need to all you need do is unleash him oh I love this response this is one of my highlights ha as if anyone existed who could leash him in the first place mm -hmm. oh that's so good yeah that's a great response isn't that what you've been trying to do though Dalinar thinks marrying me off talking about how we have to be civilized now, highlighting everything I do wrong as the things we must expunge. Mm -hmm. His brother takes that a little this is differently. The, I want us to remember here that this is the version of Dalinar that Sadius loves too. Right. This is the when Black they were Thorn. best friends, yeah. Right. Right, is the... This, yeah, like, that's interesting to, to think about. 
Because as the Blackthorn, the true Blackthorn, he was way easier to control because you just found a, a, a fight for him and he'd do it. Right. Right. And that <clears throat> that probably included that the Blackthorn is also not just a quiver in Gavilar's, or, or not just an arrow in Gavilar's quiver, but he was probably one in Sadius's too. Well, I guess it means that he's a weapon for whoever goes for it. Whoever can control it, yeah. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, Dalinar rode over to join his elites. Order, sir, asks Brienne. Stay out of my way, Dalinar says, lowering his faceplate. Dalinar summoned Oathbringer the sword of a fallen king and waited. The enemy had come to stop Gavilar's continued pillage of the countryside. Isn't that funny? They'd come to stop the pillaging. Right. That's all. That's what Kalinor is doing. Yeah. Now, now Kalinor is no innocent, but still, no. that's what he's doing: yep. stopping the pillaging. Yep. It again. It's so. It's hard to it's like. Probably these a tactic. Characters. The pillaging was probably a tactic to bring them out, anyways. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So. Yeah. They would. Uh, they would have to make the first move. These last few months spent attacking isolated, unprotected towns had made for unfulfilling battles. And it also put Kalinor in a terrible position. If he sat back in his strongholds, he allowed more of his vassals to be destroyed. Already, those started to to wonder why they paid Kalinor taxes. Mm -hmm. A handful of them had preemptively sent messengers to Gavilar saying that they would not resist. So this is the tactic. This is why they did it, right? Right. To show that Kalinar can't protect you. But if you came to us, we could protect you. Right. Right. And then now Kalinar right. has to come out of his hidey hole in order to be able to face them because he can't let them keep taking land. The region was on the brink of flipping to the Colins, and so High Prince Kalinor had been forced to leave his fortifications to engage. Kalinor's forces started across the plain in a cautious wave, shields raised high towards the sky. Gavilar's archers released flights of arrows. They maintained their formations beneath the deadly hail. Eventually, they met Colin Heavy Infantry, a block of men so armored that it might as well have been made of solid stone. Mm -hmm. I love that description. Yeah, it's really cool. It's so great. Archer units sprang out to the sides. Lightly armored, the, uh, the archers, they were fast. And if the Colins won this battle, it would be because of the newer battlefield tactics that they'd been exploring. Mm -hmm. The enemy army found itself flanked. Arrows pounding the sides of their assault blocks. Dalinar was fighting back the thrill, which urged him to ride in immediately. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I love, I love the caged animal thing. Like he's being held back. Me too. You're, you're, you're letting tactics roll out, so you're watching the battle. But yeah. that's not what you want. You want to just jump in there. Yeah. Eventually, uh, Dalinar picked a section of Colin troops who were faring poorly against the enemy block. So he's looking I at the really, battlefield and he's like, this side's doing good, this side's doing good. Oh, these guys look like they need help. That's where I'm going. Right. Yeah. I'm going where it's most difficult. Yeah. It's great, dude. <laughs> it I really love this. It really is great, eh? And he says, good enough. He remounts, kicks his horse into a gallop. This was the right moment. He could feel it. He needed to strike now, when the battle was pivoting between victory and loss to draw out his enemy. The grass wriggled and pulled back in a wave before him. Again, I love this. As with he's the, galloping, there's like... Nature <laughs> reacting. Yeah, it's just all getting well, just, sucked I, in. 
I love that it gets sucked in, but I, I, I know it happens with others as well, but it's, I've always imagined it that it's like, it's like mother nature recoiling mm-hmm. beca- in disgust. Yeah. I like that too. I from like that the idea. black thorn. Yeah. Like I, you know, I've gotten <clears throat> no interest in you. I'm re- I'm retreating. It's like r- I, earlier he said, I've never you know. seen grass this long. It's because anytime he's around the grass is like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's the best way to cut your lawn is just to have a blackthorn on your on your lawn. <laughs> Yo, blackthorn, you want to just take a walk around? Yo. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. He's he's going to retire in turf management. <laughs> a blackthorn <laughs> lawn work, care work company. for the Rosharian golf courses. Yeah, travels around. Okay. Um. Okay, he picked a section of colon troops that were weak. Okay, he goes in, drawing out his enemy. The grass pulls back in front before him like subjects bowing. This might be the end, his final battle. What happened to him after this? Endless feasts with politicians? A brother who refused to look elsewhere for battle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if battle is all you know and, and think about. If, if and if they're a, close if, to, like, conquering all of Alethkar, what does that mean for Dalinar? You know what? In a way... His brother provides him with the life that he can't imagine. Right. By giving him the book. That's true. Like the book, it's, it's kind of funny how I love that it's a book too. Like, you know, um, Sadius is happy with him being the Blackthorn. You know, I've got this weapon that we can use, which is great. Heaven forbid that, that Dalinar should, should read. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Dalinar opened himself to the thrill and drove away such worries. He struck the line of enemy troops. Soldiers scattered before him. They were afraid, killing dozens on one side. I love this. Their eyes burned. Their arms fell limp. Dalinar breathed in the joy of the conquest. The narcotic beauty of destruction. That's a good line. That's my favorite. Dude, narcotic beauty of destruction. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's horrible, but it's, I just love the way it's put. I killed a, do- a dozen people, and then I got high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then I got high. None could stand before him. All were tinder, and he the flame. The soldier block should have been able to band together and rush him, but they were too frightened. Yeah, I just love the way this, all this is described. People spoke of common men bringing down a shard bearer, but surely that was a fabrication. Ah. Mm-hmm. But we've seen someone we've do We've seen it. it happen, but we've, but not the Blackthorn. Do you know what I mean? No. <clears throat> we not, saw at the very an, beginning a... of these flashbacks, Dalinar with a regular sword or regular weapon and no shard plate was impossible to take down. I remember Sadius is like, right. we need to get you shards. Right. Because, I mean, how do you stop that then? If you can't stop the man without an indestructible armor and a giant weapon, how are you going to st- stop him when he has it? Right. Like when, um, when Kaladin kills Helleran, Helleran is not the Black the Blackthorn. Yeah. He's not yeah. Adolin. He is not Sadius. No. He's not any of these guys. He is a dude no, who did not true. grow up his whole life training to know exactly how to use these weapons. 
these men, these light eyes have been training their whole lives for the opportunity to be able to wield these things. Right. Yeah. So Kaladin killed the shard bearer. Yes, he did. But he didn't kill a man who was trained expressly to use it. Does that make sense? Now, yeah, he fared yeah, yeah. quite well in the duel with Adolin against Relis and all those guys, and those guys probably were trained very well to use those weapons. So right. I, I'm going back on my statement now a little bit, but only to say that, yes, we've seen people take out shard bearers, that yeah. regular men, but never the Blackthorn. The Blackthorn is, is a different monster altogether. It's a different animal. Yeah. Well, I, I used to think that in this series with, uh, you know, fears about Shallan and characters and all that stuff, yeah. characters falling and stuff. So it, if I think about Dalinar getting compromised, let's say in the future yeah. where the way of Kings fails him, right. If you will. And he, uh, reverts back to the Blackthorn for whatever reason. I used to think in this story, well, at least we have characters like Kaladin, Shallan and Adolin who can, right. Yeah. But as you just mentioned, like, that may not be good enough. It might not be. Like Th- this is teaching like, us how dangerous he is, right? Right. Re- exactly. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought. Of, I always just assumed that Kaladin, you know, the Stormblast would be able to take care of it. Yeah. That if Dalinar got out of control, well, we've got Kaladin. Yeah. Well, maybe not. It might not. <laughs> you know, right? Um, it might not be enough. He grinned at his, as his horse stumbled, trying to cross the bodies piling around it. Okay, we got to stop there too. Mm. He's grinning that his horse is stumbling, trying to get across the bodies. He's absolutely delighted. Yeah. That there are so many bodies on the ground. Yep. That's just messed up. Dalinar kicks the beast forward and it leaped. But as it landed, something gave. The creature screamed and collapsed, dumping him. He sighs. Like almost in disgust, like mm-hmm. ugh, like it, like it wasn't strong enough to hold, like to hold him. Right, he doesn't, shoving he's aside not the horse. Sorry and for standing. hurting the horse. He's disappointed no. in the horse that it couldn't. He's disgusted yeah, that it he's wasn't like, strong ugh. enough to hold him. Yeah, yeah, should have been stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. He'd broken its back. Shard blade was not meant for such common beasts. Well, then why are you riding it? Yeah, you know, you you know that it's going to kill it. Yeah. It's not meant for common beasts. You know this. Mm -hmm. It's a waste. One group of soldiers tried a counterattack, brave but stupid. Dalinar failed them with broad sweeps of his shard shard blade, the plate lending him energy, the blade granting him precision, and the thrill giving him purpose. Mm -hmm. I like that. It's it's disgusting, but it's, it's also interesting. In moments like this, he could see why he had been created. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like that's your only purpose. Yeah. Like for, for being. He was wasted listening to men blab. He was wasted doing anything but this, providing the ultimate test of men's abilities, proving them, demanding their lives at the edge of a sword. Mm-hmm. He sent them to the tranquiline halls, primed and ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Almost like he feels like a he's doing glorious... God's work. Yeah, he's doing God's work. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love this. To... I love this <laughs> yeah, line. When you said that, it just gave me like the shivers. That's I love awful. this line here where he said, uh, where where it said, um, he spun among them, plate lending him energy, blade yeah. granting him precision, and the thrill, yeah. the thrill giving him purpose. Yeah. 
Like he has the energy and he has the skill, the precision, but the thrill is giving him like a direction. Kill all yeah. these people. And here yeah. is the, here's the, like the bloodlust to do it. Well, that's, that's the narcotic component yeah. I find is mm-hmm. the thrill mm-hmm. is if, if that, if the thrill of it is giving it, that's the purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're doing it. So, cause it feels good for you. Yeah. And that's the like grotesque. You kind of always of talked about Stormlight being this like narcotic thing that you drug. Yeah, that's like right. This drug yeah. thing, but the thrill yeah. is even more so because when you're in the throes of using the Stormlight, it feels amazing. Yeah. And then when you're not using it, it doesn't feel so great because you're you're not right. in Stormlight. But yeah. while you're in Stormlight, you are not losing yourself. And we're right. about to see here Dalinar lose himself in this thrill. Yeah. Like absolutely that's right. lose himself. Yeah, I would agree. I it, I think the thrill is more is more potent and dangerous than Stormlight. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would worry more about the thrill that, than Stormlight being abused. Yeah, agreed. 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 Okay, in moments like this, he could see why he's been created. Oh, that's awful. Halls primed. Yeah, sending them to the to the tranquiline halls, ready to fight, doing God's work. He was not a man. He was judgment. Yeah. Holy shit! It's Batman. Yeah, or the Punisher. It's the Punisher. Yeah, he's the Punisher. And also the Hulk in some weird way. The I haven't read much Hulk, so I don't know. I just mean he's just like going in there and smashing everything and it's just laying waste to everything. Oh, yeah, laying waste, yeah. Enthralled, he cut down foe after foe, sensing a strange rhythm to the fighting. Mm -hmm. And I, unfortunately, I know one of the books that we're going to cover. Is it next? Next is book. Rhythm of War? Yeah, next book is Rhythm of oh War. Oh my god! Next crazy. book is Dawn Shard. We're gonna still do. We're gonna do the um. Oh, the the novella. Okay, the so. the, the novella. Okay, yeah. um, but sensing a strange rhythm to the fighting, as if the blows of his sword needed to fall to the to the dictates of some unseen beat. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's a is that a subtle hint to the Rhythm of War? It's it's a it's a nothing nothing burger. Okay, it's. <laughs> No, it's it's a something burger. It's a it's a it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, a burger. something burger, <laughs> it's and it's something. got pickles. It's a burger. That's a burger. It's got Sean. crunchy on. onions on top. <laughs> a redness grew at the edges of his vision. Oh man, he's seeing red. Yeah, dude. It makes you me. It like, makes me think of when you start dying in like the old like Doom game. How everything would like the oh, screen would go all red and stuff. Close in or yeah, uh, yeah get red like a veil. Oh, like veil. Red like a veil, yeah. I like. Mm Mm-hmm. Seeing red. I wonder if seeing red like a veil. I wonder if that's Shallan's Nice day for a red wedding. (laughs) Red wedding. Dalinar. There's a voice. He ignores it. Bright Lord Dalinar, Blackthorn. That voice was like a screeching Kremlin playing its song inside his helm. He felled a pair of swordsmen. They'd been light-eyed, but their eyes had burned away, and you could no longer tell. I like that, mm-hmm. too. Um, Blackthorn. Bah! Dalinar spins around. A man stood nearby, wearing colon blue. Dalinar raised his shard blade. The man backed away. I know him. He's Kadash, one of the captains among the elites. Dalinar lowered his sword and shook his head trying to get the buzzing sound out of his ears. So that's the first 
first time where he almost lost himself and did something like intentionally bad to one of his own men. Right. Now he unintentionally did something bad to his men coming up here where he sees that there's like bodies all over the place. Right. Which I didn't think enough on that when you reminded me. Yeah. Only then did he see, really see what surrounded him. Mm -hmm. The dead. Hundreds upon hundreds of them. How many had he killed? He raised his hand to his helm, turning and looking about. Timid blades of grass crept up among the bodies. Pushing between arms, fingers, beside heads, he'd blanketed the plain so thoroughly with corpses that the grass had a difficult time finding places to rise. Mm -hmm. Dalinar grinned in satisfaction and then grew chill. A few of those bodies with burned eyes, three men he could spot, wore blue. His own men bearing the armband of the elites. See, I didn't, I didn't stop enough to think about that. Mm-hmm. So he's just like swinging wildly. And if you get yeah. caught in it, yeah. if you get caught up in the black thorn, uh, thorn storm. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Bright Lord, Gadash says, Blackthorn, your task is accomplished. He pointed toward a troop of horsemen charging across the plain. They carried the silver on red flag bearing a glyph pair of two mountains. Left no choice. High Prince Kalinor had committed to the battle. Dalinar had destroyed several companies on his own. Only another shardbearer could stop him. Excellent, Dalinar says. He tosses away the empty skin, his heart racing. Oh, the water skin, yeah. Yeah. The thrill thrumming <laughs> Not, not just like empty skin. That's a, that's a totally... No, I sorry, I skipped that, the previous because it was That's the Hellraiser wasn't, uh, novel. Is he just tosses <laughs> him empty, some empty skin? Some empty skin. Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> tosses it. Put, put, put this uh, empty this skin in the basket. Yeah, it's Buffalo Bill just um, made a an appearance. <laughs> <bleh. laughs> Gross. Um, Dalinar tossed away the empty skin. His heart racing, the thrill thrumming within. Pull back the elites. Do not engage unless I fall. Dalinar pulled his helm back on and felt the comforting tightness as the latches cinched it into place. Even just that description, mm-hmm. it just reminds me of like, I don't know, being locked into it. Yeah. Again, it reminds me of Darth Vader. Yeah. Like when, when the helmet, it just locks you into place. This is what and you are. Like, yeah. 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 It's just, I don't know. There's something about it that's, that's similar. Um. And you're in this confined state of being, you know, like when that helmet goes on, there's no coming out of this. No. Like, I don't know. There's something about that that's just interesting. Yes, Bright Lord. Gather those of us who fell, Dalinar said. Yeah. Who and the ellipsis. So in the writing, as we read that sentence, gather those of us who died. Right. But no, he's just, he won't, he won't see the murders. No. He won't say died. That's why there's the pause there. He says, those who fell. Yeah. He's telling himself a lie. Yeah, he totally is. He totally is. Make certain they and theirs are cared for. Of course, sir. Dalinar dashes toward the oncoming force. He felt sad to have to engage a shard bearer instead of continuing his fight against the ordinary men. No more laying waste. He now had only one man to kill. Isn't that sad? His whole mission is to kill this guy. And he's like, it's actually kind of sad that I don't get to kill dozens and dozens of more men. Like, geez, this is a different dude here, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, and again, I, I don't know. I don't know how you square the circle. I don't I really think don't. you can. Like, I mean, uh, Sanderson is telling us that we, we were really quick to accept Dalinar. Yeah. And maybe that, maybe that's it. And now look, Too quick. look what he has done in his past. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, makes it difficult to read even. Dalinar dashes toward the oncoming force. He, f he had to engage. He felt he had, to, he, he felt sad because he wouldn't be able to kill everyone with reckless abandon. Right. Only had to kill one. He could vaguely remember a time when facing lesser challenges hadn't sated, sated him as much as a good fight against someone capable. What had changed? Yeah, indeed. What had changed? Ch -ch 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 changes. So do we, do we, should we know this? Is, is there something significant that's happened to him that has made the Blackthorn worse? Access to the thrill worse? Maybe. Maybe he's getting, like, he, maybe he likes, like he's liking that more. A challenge no, used to be something... something good, and then now he likes it more when he can just, abandonly kill like hundreds of people i don't know we don't really know anything i don't because... think it's i don't think it's evie because prior to evie he was still incredibly violent mm -hmm. so it's not evie as a as a as a th as a you know as a thing maybe evie i don't know could could make it worse because now he's you know he has to marry he has to do his duty mm -hmm. which which cements that he won't be with Navani yeah so yeah. maybe that makes it worse maybe there's a little bit of that side I think that I think it comes down to um he's been at war for the last bunch of years here with this campaign and he's just gotten grown accustomed to being this terror on the battlefield and being right. truly the Blackthorn. You know, and before he, when he was probably a younger man, he, you know, even he's young here, but when he was an even younger man, he liked the challenge of fighting someone one-on-one, -on -one, but has grown to like right. the, this yeah. laying of waste. Kalinor's honor guard split, revealing the high prince himself on horseback. Mm -hmm. His plate was overlaid with a silver coloring, perhaps steel or silver leaf. Dalinar had ordered his plate buffed back to its normal slate gray. He'd never understood why people would want to augment the natural majesty of Shardplate. <laughs> that's, that's a component of Dalinar that I do like. It, it has a different ring to it this time, though. At the beginning when, like, Sadius had his red and um, Adolin yeah. had blue and, he, yeah. and Dalinar just had regular slate gray. Slate gray. It felt yeah. like very, you know, he's just a practical man. You know what yeah. I mean? He's like a simple dude. He doesn't want baubles. He doesn't want... It, we, we saw that as a good thing. But now when this is red here, it feels... It feels like a bad taste in my mouth when he says it because he's just literally used this armor to kill hundreds of people his own men yeah. included and when he's like i never understood why people would want to augment it this natural majesty of shard plate this natural majesty yeah. is the th yeah. thing that you just use to kill all these people and it's right. probably it's not splattered with blood because he's using a shard blade but it, it just feels i don't know it feels different than at the beginning of the series yeah. when he said when we've learned that he didn't 
color it. I think it. I know what you're. I think I know what you're saying. And color it. So you know, I think that's the thing that with him right now is he doesn't care about seeing color. No. Like I don't care if you're blue or whatever around me. Yeah. Like I want it all to be grayed out. Right. Right. All burned ash. Yeah. There's right? there's something different about this statement now than it was at the beginning of the series. Kalinor's horse was tall, majestic animal, brilliant white with a long mane. It carried the shard bearer with ease, a Rishadium. Blackthorn, he called, I hear you've been single-handedly destroying my army. They fight for the Tranquiline Halls now, Dalinar responds. Would that you had joined to lead them. Someday, Dalinar says, when I am too old and weak to fight here, I'll welcome being sent. Isn't that great? Like, yeah. Even, even if he gets defeated, he's like, I welcome it. Yeah, because I'll be moving on to the next life and fighting there. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Curious how quickly tyrants grow religious. It must be convenient to tell yourself that, you, that your murders belong to the Almighty instead. That's what we were just talking about, right? Yeah. Can, he can't acknowledge that he's murdering. Yeah. But his response here is really interesting. Dalinar says they'd better not belong to him. I worked hard for those kills, Kalinor. Hmm. The Almighty can't have them. He can merely credit them to me when weighing my soul. <laughs> oh, shit, bro. Dude. <laughs> like, he, that is, like, he spoke like a god. Yeah. There. Yes. Like, like, he spoke as an equal to the Almighty. Right. Dude. He better give me credit. Yeah. Those kills are mine. Yeah. I earned them. Dude, it's, I don't know. It's really gross, yeah. but it's, it's gotta be a highlight of this chapter yeah. for sure. It is like, really interesting to, to go through this series and be introduced <laughs> to a character that we, is really the only sane person in Way of Kings. The only person that was trying right. to mitigate so much slaughter. Right. And then to go back and go, oh, that's why, because he's already slaughtered everyone. Everyone. He's already yeah. done this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. He's, he's literally so crazy. Sergeant Slaughter is what, who he is. Yeah. <laughs> then let them weigh you down to damnation itself, Kalinor. Waves back his honor guard. If I kill you, Blackthorn, what then? Then Sadius gets a crack at you. No honor on this battlefield, I see. Oh, don't pretend you are any better, Dalinar says. I know what you did to rise to your throne. You can't pretend to be a peacemaker now. Considering what you did to the peacemakers, Kalinar says, I'll count myself lucky. Mm -hmm. this, so this exchange of words between the two. And that's what I was saying to you. It's interesting that no matter who you meet amongst these high princes, they're all evil, they're compromised. All, yeah. And he's, Selfish. he's saying, and even the peacemakers, even the ones who were peacemakers, you killed them. Right. You killed them. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> oh, considering what you did to the peacemaker, Dalinar leaped forward, falling into blood stance. It's the first time I think we get this I stance. thought it was, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, but I, I was think like, it is. I loved, I delighted in re a it, stance. It might have been mentioned before as one of the possible stances, but I don't think we've had a character actually fight in blood stance yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A stance for someone who didn't care if he got it, if he got hit. Kalinor chose blood stance as well, and the two clashed, 
bashing their swords against one another in a pattern that sent them twisting about in a quick shuffle of footings. After furiously exchanging blows for several minutes, both men stepped back, a web of cracks on the left sides of their plates leaking stormlight. It will happen to you too, Blackthorn, Kalinor growls. If you do kill me, someone will rise up and take your kingdom from you. It will never last. I think this is very true, a very true statement. For sure it is. All, it, absolutely. But you know what, to someone, to someone like Dalinar here, what does he care? He welcomes it. No. Yeah, he gets, it's, he, it's, it's all those part words, of it for him. Yeah. If, if his kingdom gets taken in the future, no, no problem. If, if, if I'm defeated finally in battle, no problem. It's sort of funny, though, because like we would think, yeah, that's definitely a true statement. But where, where we are in the present is Dalinar right. has just become the king of kings. Like he's, try, right. he's also trying to amass all the other kings on a council, which he'd be the head of. So he, like, you know, yeah. technically, Kalinar's wrong because no one's taken his kingdom from him. He's literally trying to conquer more. Not conquer, well, just, but, you know. Just give it time. Give it time. Yeah. Even if he gets, even if the Blackthorn gets it, I don't know. Eventually, he will die. Something's going to. Eventually, he will die. Because all, all oh, you know, mortal, mortal beings do, right? So. Yeah. Except for vampires. I'm not, I'm not so convinced that either. Dalinar will die in this story. No. <clears throat> uh. But, uh, well, I guess we'll see. Um, it will never last. Dalinar came in for a power swing. Kalinor struck him on the right side. Dalinar, on the other hand, came in with a sweeping stroke that hummed in the air. I couldn't help but think of lightsabers here, though. Yeah. Um, but this one had too much momentum. The shard blade connected, destroying the section of plate in an explosion of molten sparks. Mm -hmm. Wow. So we had little, little Michael Bay there. Yeah. Um, you fight like you lead, colon, reckless. Dalinar ignored the taunt and charged instead. Kalinor ran away, plowing through the honor guard in his haste. But Kalinor reached the edge of the large rock formation. He dropped his blade. He started to climb. This is also a little highlight of mine. Okay. Is when, is when tactics get, get used to their, um, you know, to the best, you know, sort of benefit of the, of the person fighting. Kalinor here is, is, you know, thinking about defeating the Blackthorn mm -hmm. and he knows the only way that he can do it is if he can combine a few lucky blows with the potential of sending him off the rock formation right. and falling to his death. Right. Well, this is the same thing that happened in the rift. Right? Right. They set a trap for him. The, right. the, the Kalinar here is trying to change the battlefield because he knows that he can't, straight up can't beat Dalinar. He's got to bring right. chance into it. He's got to use the environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. um, he drops the blade, starts to climb. He reached the base of the natural tower moments later. Boulders littered the ground nearby. In the mysterious way of the storms, this had probably been a hillside until recently. Yeah, I really like the the world, the continuous world building there, reminding us that about the storms moving rock. Mm -hmm. It's just such an unusual thing for us to imagine. Yeah, um, it's one of the sort of interesting fantasy elements of uh, of the series. I find is 
is how the the storms are, you know, literally blowing boulders around. Yeah, it's true. Like, that's crazy. Dalinar dropped uh, dropped his blade and leapt, climbing up the steep wall after Kalinor. Dude, just imagining this visually. Yeah. Ugh, I love it. Yeah, it's really cool. Like fists, fists, you know, pounding <coughs> into the stone, climbing <coughs> up. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. oh man, this is just unreal. Um, they had climbed some 50 feet. Dalinar reached for his opponent's leg, but Kalinor yanked it out on the way, still hanging from the stones, summoning his blade and began to swipe down. Dalinar growled and let himself slide down out of the way. Kalinor gouged a few chunks from the wall and to send them clattering at Dalinar, like then dismissed too. the blade and continued upward. I love yeah, all this. he uses the environment. Yeah, so he's climbing, he's climbing, he stops, he summons his blade and then swipes downwards trying to get him. And yeah. when that doesn't work, he's like cutting these like boulders that are jutting out. To try. It's just great. It's really, I mean, it's not going to really help him in the end, <laughs> but it is no. really smart for him to try something. He's doing anything he can yeah. on the journey to, to on, the, on the journey to the summit. Mm-hmm. D- uh, Dalinar followed more carefully. The summit of the formation was some flat-topped broken peaks that didn't look terribly sturdy. Kalinor sat on one of them, blade across his leg, his other foot dangling. Mm-hmm. Dalinor climbed up a safe distance from his enemy and then summoned Oathbringer. There was barely enough room up here to stand. Wind buffeted him, a windspread zipping around to one side. Windspread, eh? Yeah. What is that? It's just windsprint because there's a lot of wind up here. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. It's just always there. Yeah. And I'll comment in a second here. Nice view, Kalinor uh, says. Though the forces had started out with equal numbers, below them were far more fallen men in silver and red strewn across the grassland. Then there were then blue men. there were men in blue. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how many kings get such prime seating to watch their own downfall. You were never a king, Dalinar says. Hmm. Kalinar stood and lifted his blade. That, Colin, is all tied up in bearing an assumption, shall we? Clever bringing me up here, Dalinar thought. Kalinar brought random chance into the fight. Winds, unsteady footing, a plunge that would kill even a shard bearer. Dalinar stepped forward. Kalinar changed to wind stance. A more flowing, sweeping style of fighting, Dalinar chose stone stance. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, I just, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the wind mm-hmm. is trying to best or beat Dalinar. Like maybe because he's just all sorts of wrong right now? I don't know. It's just like... Even even in a compromised being like Kalinor, he's choosing wind stance here to 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 decide. You know, you could you could say that the presence of the wind in this moment is like an avatar for the Stormfather, where the winds come from. Maybe, yeah. You know what I mean. And since he's going to yeah. end up bonding the Stormfather in the future, maybe this yeah. is like a, you know, because we've we've known that you know. The, the, the cryptics were checking Shalon out early and Syl was around even before Kaladin knew there was anything watching him. Right. So maybe, maybe the Stormfather has got his eye and you know, the Stormfather can see a whole bunch whenever he's rolling through, yeah. but maybe and it's, it's kind of fun to think that maybe the Stormfather's got his eye on him right now. 
you know. They traded blows up here. Dalinar was striking with everything he had, battering down in overhand blows. Each fanned something burning inside of Dalinar, a thirst that his earlier rampage hadn't sated. The thrill wanted more. Mm -hmm. There were a series of hits on Kalinor's helm, backing him up to the edge. The last blow destroyed Kalinor's helm entirely, exposing an aged face, clean-shaven, mostly bald. Kalinor growled and struck back at Dalinar with unexpected ferocity. Dalinar met it blade with blade and then stepped forward to turn into a shoving match, their weapons locked, neither with room to maneuver. Dalinar met his enemy's gaze in those light gray eyes. He saw something. Excitement and energy, a familiar bloodlust. In both of them. Yeah, Kalinar felt the right. thrill too. Right. So it does not, so I, it's not there to choose a side. No. It's there to invigor anyone who wants to use it. Like it's like this blanket thing that just anyone who can use the thrill will use the thrill. It, and what, what that speaks to me then is it's the, it's the, you know, it's a force that causes, uh, entropy or destruction or, mm-hmm. you know, for sure it does. Like it, it does, it doesn't require anything to exist. It doesn't no. require the Blackthorn to exist. No. Doesn't care about anything. No. To it exist, just really. wants to, it, it like it, it does, we don't even, we don't even know. We, we no. don't know. I don't what, really know what the thrill is. Well, we do know. We talked about this every time. Every time the thrill comes up, we talk about this, that the thrill is something that permeates around an ancient evil spren known as oh, um, yes, Nargaul. Right. Nargaul, yeah, right. So we don't know or Moloch. I can't. If, I can't remember which one's which now. Um, it's too early for this recording, but it's it's a okay. It's, remember, Teravangian told us that wherever this right. thing is, it has this like radius around it where it permeates right. this thing, and you can kind of take it. Right. So, in a way, do you think that? there's some kind of strange bond that occurs when someone's feeling the thrill. Um, you know I, what I mean, like, I don't know. They've never really, they never really say anything about that. Um, it's always been just hmm. that it's like this, it's like the side effect of this thing being around. Right. Kalinar felt the thrill true. Dalinar had heard others speak of it. This euphoria of the contest, the secret Alethi edge. Mm-hmm. But seeing it right here in the eyes of a man trying to kill him made Dalinar furious. He should not have to share such an intimate feeling with this man. Yeah. In a surge of strength tossed Kalinar back. The man stumbled and slipped. He dropped his shard blade. In a frantic motion managed to grab the rock lip as he fell. Helmless, Kalinar dangled. The sense of the thrill in his eyes faded to panic. And he whispers the word mercy. Mm-hmm. Like he's this thanking him. Is... He's saying thank you. Merci. <laughs> Merci. Oh, <laughs> no, you. that's not right. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's not right. This is a mercy, Dalinar says, and struck him straight through the face <sighs> with his shard blade. Wow. Shit. You know what I love the most about this battle? Again, it's Dal- is Dalinar through and through. I'm not going to give a speech. No. I'm not going to do a monologue. 
I'm not interested in a meeting. Yep. I don't want this to be any longer than it has to be. All and this he just jaw, all this jaw waving. Yeah, yeah, jaw wagging. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Kalinor's eyes burned from gray to black as he dropped off the spire, trailing twin lines of black smoke as he fell. Dude, again, so descriptive, so mm-hmm. visual. I love that. Yeah. Dalinar breathes out and then sank down. Shadows stretched long across the land as the sun met the horizon. He'd conquered all who stood before him, and yet he felt empty. A voice within him kept saying, That's it. Weren't we promised more? Down below, a group of Kalinor's colors made for the fallen body. The honor guard had seen where their bright lord had fallen. Dalinar felt a spike of outrage. That was his kill, his victory. He'd won those shards, right? Because the, on, the honor guard was coming in. Right. And they were going to go grab take... the blade and the plate. Right. Yeah. He scrambles down in a half climb. He was, seen, he was seeing red by the time he hit the ground. One soldier had the blade. Others were arguing over the plate. And Dalinar kills six of them in a moment. He killed the last with a sweeping, with a sweep of Oathbringer. More. Where were more? Dalinar saw no men in red. Gavilar rested here from the battle, in a place behind the lines, to take stock. Mm-hmm. This is so interesting. I, again, right? It's, it's my kill. He comes down from this rock formation, this great climb. He, it, it must have been just a, a chaotic scramble for him to like descend mm-hmm. like it's truly like a like a monster like a like hits fall, the ground. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa 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 he's just like <laughs> and I, I don't i don't imagine it quite quite like that but like <laughs> just it just seemed like he's bounding down this yeah this this height that was meant to kill him by the way yeah exactly if he had fallen straight off it would have killed him but he was right. able to get down. He's he's like using slow fall pretty much. This half climb, yeah. Like so I just I love imagining that too, that he hits the ground, kills the others for taking for daring to take anything that belongs to his kill. Right. I love that. So Gavilar is here. Uh the hunger inside of Dalinar grew. The thrill came upon him in a rush. It was overwhelming. Shouldn't the strongest rule? Why should he sit back so often, listening to men chat instead of war? There was the man who held what he wanted. Navani. Mm -hmm. And a throne, and more. The woman Dalinar should have been able to claim a love he'd been forced to abandon. For what reason? No, his fighting today was not done. This was not all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, in terms of, in terms of motive, he's got some. I, I, I understand. I understand the story that we have already. But in terms yeah. of motive, no greater motive to kill his brother than, than love. Delaner. Yeah. Like he's got the. I mean, even even with regards to the uh, the listeners and uh, sort of the, I guess the preemptive strike on Gavilar to prevent the gods from coming mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. You know, Dalinar has the greater motive, right? I I think that I I, I think he personally he but. snaps out of it. I think that we have to really be yeah. careful here because I think that you can attribute most of this to the thrill. 
Right. He he does sure feel enough. like shouldn't the strongest rule. He does feel like why did I have to give up my love for her so that he could have her? Right. He does feel all those yeah. things, but not to the point where but he'd be fe- willing to kill his own brother for them. The feeling thrill and acting, is I, yeah. The thrill right. is the one that is the thing that is making him get there. Right. Because it says it like here, it says the thrill came upon him in a rush overwhelming. Like he just had it. And then all of a sudden it swells in him again. Yeah. Swells in him. Right. And before it was like he was reaching for the thrill to let it come into him. And now this sounds like the thrill is just now overwhelming him. Like he doesn't really have a choice in this moment. It is, it is came upon him in a rush overwhelming. Like he got a wave of it and he just couldn't, can't help himself. And you know, what's interesting about that wave is that it occurs in the presence of his brother. Right. When his brother shows up, Mm -hmm. it's almost like the thrill wants Gavilar taken out. Right. Almost. eh? It almost feels like that. It almost feels like that. Mm-hmm. Passion spread like tiny crystalline flakes drops around Dalinar. Shouldn't he have passion? Shouldn't he be rewarded for all that he accomplished? Gavilar was weak. He intended to give up his momentum and rest upon what Dalinar had won for him. Well, there was one way to make certain the war continued. One way to keep the thrill alive. The one for Dalinar to get everything he deserved. It almost sounds like running. he doesn't want the war to end because he'll have less opportunity to get with the thrill. Right. If Gavilar yeah. wants the, you know, he's like, oh, this is over. We've uni- united Alfkar. There's no more war. It sounds like Dalinar's like, yeah. if I take over, we'll just continue to take everyone out and we can just keep fighting right. and keep fighting and there'll always be the thrill. Maybe that's the real thing too of it is momentum. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's Dalinar's like uh, serious concern with the thrill mm-hmm. is once it gets started, it gets worse and right. it gets worse. So huh, that, what, that, that almost could, that almost could have been a tool to, to have used in, uh, in the shattered planes, like the, the measured battle approach of Dalinar is interesting. Mm-hmm. He has much more control over himself. Like there's far less of the black thorn that we, that we've read about for in sure. the way of Kings at, in the battles mm-hmm. that we've seen. For sure. In, he uh, largely you know. left it like behind him, right? Yeah. He, he's still known mm-hmm. as that because of these moments, but he largely left all that stuff behind him. The one thing too, that I want to just d- dwell on for a second here is, sure. and it's just kind of dawning on me right now. You know, yeah. the Alethi have this reputation and we know that it permeates to all these other cultures on Roshar that they are, you know, warmongers and that they are conquerors and that, you know, don't yeah. want to, don't want to look at them sideways because they could just try to take, take over. And there's this line here a couple of pages before and he says, where is it? The secret Alethi edge is the thrill right is the thrill and here the thrill is you know not it's not trying to convince dalinar but is urging dalinar to continue fighting do not rest on this victory do not just rest on a unified alif car keep fighting because you'll all be there for you keep fighting because the thrill will always be there you know the more you fight and this might 
you know, I'm thinking about it now, and this might be something that has gone on for ages with the uh, the Alethi. That the Alethi are always having to wrestle with the thrill. They're just always wanting to fight because they are addicted to the feeling of the thrill, which is why they always fight amongst each other, which is why they're always attacking Herdaz and Yankaved. And they're just always wanting to conquer because with conquering comes the thrill, this secret Alethi edge, this thing that has been like part of their culture this whole time. Yeah. This narcotic. So what, uh, what? Would Curse. the Alethi be, what could they be or what would they have been if not for the if thrill? If they could lose the thrill. Yeah. Well, what could they be if they could lose the thrill? Right, right. Yeah, this right. is really, I, you know, I never really kind of thought about that stuff until we just started reading it when, you know, he's like, I, where, where does he say it here? Um, uh, There's one way for him to get everything he deserves. Yes, 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 yes. He says he intended to give up his momentum and rest upon what Dalinar had won for him. Like, right. there was one way to ma- make certain the war continued. That line makes me think that maybe right. many other Alethi in the history of Alethkar have thought the same thing. There's another way that we can right. keep this thing going. You know, it's three o'clock right. in the morning. Yes, I should go to bed, but let's keep this fucking party going. Right. You know? And the Shattered Plains War just being so permanent was and a, continuous. Yes. Yes. Could just like getting gem hearts is just Good the point. use of the thrill. It's just the an ongoing just, war that could just have continued yeah. and continued. It's like a disease amongst the Alethi. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's really Weird. cool. I don't think I've I ever thought about it. Other cultures like this. are experiencing it. Hmm. I don't know if there's any uh any you like know? if if I if we've read about anything like that before of other cultures, yeah. there there must be, but like Wrestling we know the, that it, there's this it, it could permeates be, from from this thing, right? So, right, but it, it it also be called something else too. It could, it, you're right, it could be. We just don't know how far reaching yeah. this. You know, when a dragon appears on the battlefield, it radiates this thing of fear, and everyone has to roll against yeah. it or whatever. This thrill is sort of the same way. It permeates from this this uh, uh, this spren this uh, um, the unmade, and so we don't know how far it reaches. So, um, no weapons. So he was running. Some of some of the men in Gavilar's group raised hands in welcome. They were weak. Mm-hmm. No weapons presented against him. He could slaughter them all before they knew what had happened. They deserved it. Dalinar deserved to. Gavilar turned toward him, pulling free his helm and smiling, an open, honest grin. Dalinar pulled up, stopping with a lurch. He stared at Gavilar, his brother. Oh, Stormfather, Dalinar thought, what am I doing? I think that's really he fitting. Let... Oh, Stormfather? Yeah, since we talked earlier about how maybe about that he's, he's watching trying to or something. Reach him. Like, maybe yeah. He's probably not. Let's just... We're inserting that here a little bit because of the, the presence of the wind and well, stuff, but... Like, well, the wind is just ever-present, yeah. like, w- whether it's trying to bring characters together mm-hmm. or, in this case, could be trying to defeat Dalinar. Right, or stop him from doing, yeah, what he's doing. Like, w- it was oh, wind Stormfather. stance against stone stance, mm-hmm. right? Like, just just that, I thought, was kind of neat. Yeah. I like this, though, that he, like, you know, everyone invokes the Stormfather's name, but I, I really like this moment here because it's like he's actually asking him what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. He let the blade slip from his fingers and vanish. 
Gavilar strode up, unable to read Dalinar's horrified expression behind the helm. As a blessing, no shame spread appeared, though he should have earned a legion of them in that moment. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, what do you think about that? There's no shame spread. Shame spread exists, and if there's shame being felt, they'll they will come into being, but there are none in this moment. Isn't there Does one? Me- there's one, right? I think one comes. Yeah, one yeah. comes, yeah. Brother Gavilar says, "Have you seen? The day is won. High Prince Ruthar brought down Gallum, winning shards for his son. Uh Talanor took a blade, and I hear you finally drew out Kalinor. Please tell me he didn't escape you." He's, he is dead. See, he finally admits that he's dead. He didn't fall. Mm-hmm. He killed an, an Alethi. Yeah. He's dead. He's dead. Dalinar pointed toward the fallen form, visible only as a bit of silvery metal shining amid the shadows of the rubble. Dalinar, you wonderful, terrible man. Hail the Blackthorn men. Hail him. Glory spren burst around Gavilar. Golden orbs that rotated around his head like a crown. Dalinar blinked amid their cheering and suddenly felt a shame so deep he wanted to crumple up. This time, a single spren like a falling petal from a blossom drifted down around him. So they did appear. That's so that... Because my my concern there earlier is when he's saying, I should feel shame here. Well, it's because you don't Mm -hmm. feel it. He doesn't feel shame until his brother starts to praise him for what he's done. And that's when he starts to feel shame for what he's done. Yeah, yeah, right. Blade and plate, Dalinar says to Gavilar urgently, I won them both, but I give them to you, a gift for your children. Ha, Gavilar says, Yasna, what would she do with shards? <laughs> no, 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 you keep them, Dalinar says. Please. Well, very well, if you insist. I suppose you do already have plate to give your heir, if I have one. Oh, you will. Ha, Toe will have to agree, finally, that we can protect this line, or his line. I suspect the wedding will happen within the month. As would likely the official re-coronation, where for the first time in centuries, all ten high princes of Althkar would bow before a single king. Dalinar sat down on a stone, pulling free his helm and accepting water from a young messenger woman. Never again, he swore to himself. I give way for Gavilar in all things. Let him have the throne. Let him have love. I must never be king. Cool. That's the chapter. I like how at the end here, it like kind of gives us an idea of what's about to happen. You know, I think the wedding will happen within the month, yeah. as would likely the coronation. So we have to assume that within the next month, yeah. Delanar gets married to Evie, and Gavilar is crowned king of Alethkar. High King right. of Alethkar or whatever. Yeah, because they're, they're all prince, they're all high princes, so he's King of Alethkar. So yeah, so the, the campaign to unify Alethkar is over, and the engagement with Evie is over too, so they're, gonna, they're actually yeah. going to get married and start a family. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Highlight? Um, I, I th- for me, Did I have a couple them? of things. Obviously, <laughs> um, the, the moment when Dalinar almost kills his brother is really awesome. Um, it's really intense, but I, uh, there's a line here. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, he says something like he could slaughter them all before they even knew what happened. 
Right. And it's almost like the same line that Dal- that Kaladin says when he's taken captive by the Parshman, that he could take right. kill them all before they even knew what happened. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, it's another little thing where there are these little through connection. lines between Kaladin yeah. and Dalinar. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's great. It's a great chapter. Mm-hmm. I, uh, what about you? What's your highlight? Well, we, I listed a few of them there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think it's, uh, I think it's the battle that Dalinar is, uh, having with the thrill. Yeah. It's really great. Like it, it's, uh, it's really great. I also like the, the idea that the wind is trying to beat him down or affect him. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 like maybe that's the thing is that the wind doesn't want to destroy Dalinar, wants to like teach him something. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's a, I also feel that with this chapter, Blackthorn Unleashed, um, just at the end there, I should not be king. What if that statement is true? That he shouldn't be king? That he should not. And that what we're reading in the present about Urethiru and mm-hmm. Unite Them and mm-hmm. all of his continued efforts, what if that is not necessarily good? Right. Yeah, I mean, it could be and, a bad omen, voice. Right? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I like, I still like to believe that with the support that he's surrounded himself with, mm-hmm. with, with Shalon, with his son. You know, like not liking, not liking what Adolin did. <laughs> he surrounded by himself with Sadius. murderers. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, he surrounded himself with good people. His I, son, I know, who's but... a murderer, and his future daughter-in-law, who's a multiple murderer. Shalon's not a mo- uh, well. She's yeah, she has ten, a habit of her killing dad, her, her mom. She's a multi. She's a serial killer, bro. What, what, what was the first? Oh, Tien, yeah. Uh, she didn't or not kill Tien. Tien, uh, Tien. Sorry, not Tien. Uh, t- uh, sorry, Tin. Tin, that's yeah. it, right? Though right. she, you know, she she's warranted in killing Tin. I don't want to get her, again on her case for that, but I just do like the fact that you were like he surrounded himself with <laughs> these people who are all killers. These mass murderers. <laughs> yeah, people. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's the lens on this whole thing. Maybe we're going to be coming back to words of radiance and in, in sort of reminding ourselves about perspective. Right. Yeah, we should probably. Maybe yeah. that's what's going to happen. You yeah. know, what we should I, also I, remind ourselves about what. Info an dump. info an info dump. So we got uh, an awesome info dump here from uh, Buzzkill Joe today. Uh, so oh, let's good. get through it. Um, he uh, makes note of strange shadow spren in the girl who looked up. A spren, she thought, trembling. It's some right. s- uh, some strange kind of spren. The thing twisted, head deforming in tiny confines, and looked towards her. So we have to remember that for the future. That there is this strange, weird spren in Urethiru. It's the one that she thinks may be um, mimicking these uh, these violent attacks. Uh, right. Ishna is, um, this woman that approaches Vale when Vale went and got information in the market. Um, she was one of the people sitting at the table and she wants to join, um, the ghost bloods and Vale tells her to get out of here. Um, the Uruthiro theater is awesome. Let, let's just yeah. like, you know, oh, yeah. doesn't matter what happens in desolations. Theater people are good <laughs> people. Um, uh, the, the strata in the tower of Urethiru was a skeleton, and these strata beneath Shalon's fingers were veins. 
Um, I love that. I, it feels like the tower is alive. It's just such a really cool description. I'm glad that uh, Buzzkill Joe included that in the info dump. Um, we have uh, Javana. This is in the uh, Blackthorn Unleashed chapter. Uh, Gavilar's head Arden is Javana. Kalinar is the Kalinar is the high prince that D- Dalinar fights. Uh, Rien is one of Dalinar's elites. Not really an important character, but just another little name. Another name, yeah. We uh, talk about the one again, this eerie, eerie god. Um, we've talked about it a, a few times. Um, the um, Terim is Gavilar's captain of the guard. Talinar is another high prince that was probably under Kalinor on that side, and he uh, right. lost. Um, um, or no, Talinar is the one who won his blade here from right. someone else. And uh, Talinar is one of the people that declined Adolin's dueling challenge in Words of Radiance. So there's a little okay. nice little connection oh, there. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we uh, learned that, um, the, um, that uh, Evie's people refer to the heralds as, di- they believe in the heralds, but they refer to them with diff- different names, Yazi and yeah. uh, Kalai. Um, we are introduced in Dalinar's past to Rashadium, a whole like herd of them, which is really, really cool. Uh, Dalinar uses, Dalinar and both Kalinar both use blood stance, a stance for someone who didn't care if he got hit, which is really fucking badass. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, we have this really awesome like um, fight here with Kalinar, uh, Kalinar and Dalinar on top of this rock formation, which is very reminiscent of the uh, plateaus in uh, Shattered Plains, which maybe is kind of like a, uh, like a little callback to Dalinar. you know, in the Shattered Plains is when he sort of started losing his taste for the thrill. And um, here is when he's fully enwrapped in it. So it's a nice little like a vis-a-vis thing here going on. So, yeah, thanks a lot to Buzzkill Joe for all that information. We really appreciate all your work that you do. And um, I have started to include um, uh, Buzzkill Joe's um, credits on our show notes because he deserves credit. And nice. um, I should have been doing it this whole time. So thank you very much, Buzzkill. Um so yeah, uh, that's the end of the episode, everyone. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so um, at heroesofacather at gmail.com. You can go to Twitter at Heroes of One on uh, Instagram at uh, the Storm Pod. Don't be afraid to join up on the uh, Reddit uh, subgroup, uh, the Storm Pod, or the Facebook group. Also, if you want to be part of the um, the, the community, you can do so at uh, patreon.com slash heroes of, where you can get the Discord link. Uh, there's a bunch of different tiers there with all kinds of different goodies. Um, normally, I read the Patreon group name, but we are not going to do that today. We're running a little short on time, so we will try to do that next episode because we've got a whole whack of new people. So thank you very much, for everyone, for listening to the show. Uh, We love you very much. Until next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes Of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Akathra.